Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 138. We're back to our previous regular schedule. So, did we do this last week? I don't I, remember. We did, I think. So we're back in the basement on a Saturday late, well, early afternoon, I guess, technically, as I look at the clock, to talk about a whole whack of wrestling. More so than maybe even last week, and last week was pretty beefy, because we've got Revolution we'll run through, right? Dynamite, Impact, NXT... Ring of Honor I watched again, so I have to talk about that, I guess. It's going to be a did lot. Did you watch the whole thing? I, I did watch the whole thing. Okay. However, I watched part of the first hour while trying to stay awake at, like, whatever, midnight or 12.30. You know how you were super tired last night for a bit? I was watching some wrestling while in that state, but, um, yeah, I watched it all. Paid attention to the vast majority, so I'll talk about it. For us, the big excitement, I guess, is March break, right? Mm-hmm. Although we always say doesn't feel like it's officially March break until Monday rolls around and we don't have to do anything. But uh, I don't know. I think American listeners, spring break for you. I think it's a little bit later maybe because it sure doesn't feel like spring here because... No, I'm hoping that all that transition is kind of going to happen across... To spring? This like, week? Like across the week, you know that what I mean? Like by the time we go back, it's like... As someone out driving different. around last night, it certainly didn't arrive. It was crazy snowy again, the highway which is 110 kilometers an hour where we live, was going 40. So that's why the drive home from your brother's basketball took so long last night. It was super frustrating. Wasn't it, it wasn't 12 hours though, right? It was not. <laughs> no. Yeah, so that's the other thing, I guess, because that was Sunday, right? Yes. Yeah, it was. Um, long story short, it's related to wrestling because it ended up getting us a free pay-per-view out of <laughs> AEW, <laughs> I guess our that, cable provider more accurately, because... Yes, uh, due to snowstorm here last weekend, I think I mentioned it on the show, your brother's basketball was postponed, and that's why we recorded in our old time slot, right, on Saturday. But then right. that just meant they condensed a two-day playoff tournament into one day on Sunday and really did not communicate that effectively at all. So we thought we had two games and we're going to be like 9 a.m. and at noon. So then we'd be out by like one, home by like two, no, not, not even a little bit. So, no, so then he played again at 4.30 and again at 7.30. So by the time we got out of there, because I never left the building, I, other than to get air a couple times, I had been there almost 13 hours. So in a basketball facility with four basketball courts running, um, a couple soccer fields behind it, and a volleyball court beside it with all people yelling and screaming and basketballs and whistles. And so it was an, an awful lot. But anyways, so I texted you, right, and said like, um, will you buy the pay for the pay-per-view? It's like automatically set up on mm-hmm. our thing so that when I get home, because now I won't be home for the start of it, thinking I'd be there several before, hours before yeah. it. Um, well in advance. Right. So yes, you recorded it. And then I, I did do that. You did. It has been confirmed because there was some doubt. We didn't know what was going on. But yeah, yeah, so I got home like after nine, sat down to even though I was exhausted, like, okay, let's watch this show. Mm-hmm. Could not get it to work on our, we still have cable among other things. and. We had paid for it. Jack promised, you know, I did it right. It said, thanks for your purchase or whatever. And would not play through any means that I tried, right? And so we had to wait a day. It was there the next day, worked fine. And then your mother got contacted by our cable provider saying, hey, we noticed there was a problem. We didn't even have to contact them. No, yeah, you told me, yeah. We noticed that it wasn't available when you wanted it. And so we're sorry and you don't pay for it. It's been removed from your bill. So 
we definitely regard without spoiling anything we can easily say that revolution was worth the money was, <laughs> was great value for us or something even if we hated it probably yeah um so we are going to talk about that but yeah that's uh that was our experience there yeah anything exciting in your week before march breaks after a two-month wait crosshair was back right. baby so i haven't seen it yet you watched it without oh, me oh that's right we have to watch and that we just still. finished mandalorian which i thought that's, i like that, that episode uh, other than the fact that i couldn't see a whole lot it was really dark and we were watching it kind of in, in the, the day but that's partially so. on us i feel like oh, yeah. we probably should have timed that better but that's okay um but yeah and bad message because uh my the fa- my favorite guy the best one let's be honest because what, what what are the other ones do <laughs> right um he was in the third episode and he was in the whole episode and that was the best episode of the season so far and then he's been gone for the past two months. And then he now was in back. this week's episode and it was sick. So I'll have to get caught up on so that, that if you say it's good. Because some of them, we talked about it last week, have been a little bit boring. But if you say it's good, plus we once I've started the season, I'll I finish it. I changed my right? Instagram handle to his clone number because nice. he was gone for so long. Oh, you can just change it that quickly? I can change it whenever I want. Do so people, I changed it to CT9904. Is that a thing people do? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just so I then, can just but, change it whenever I want. But then, let's say, sorry, as a non, okay, <laughs> a non sure. social media person. So then, when you post something or whatever, and I follow you, do I now have to? Will no. I be like, who the hell is this? Well, you might not know I changed my name, but it's the same. Like you'll still be following it or whatever. Like in like, I don't know, you could probably. Would I have to like assume. do any double checking, like scroll back and go, oh, it's Jack, or will you I know? I'll just tap on the profile, yeah, and then okay. I'll say my name or whatever. So you're creating work for right. people, is what I'm establishing. Someone, yeah, and it's, <laughs> I it means me not have my name in the handle, so I mean it's still in the bio, but I don't know. right, like then doesn't I don't know. And, and I, I imagine it's been gone. Most people that really follow you, they'll know just based on your post who it is, probably. Yeah, I don't post a whole lot like i think i just did because i um, like to hear that oh yeah um on february 16th i posted for no reason the phoenix injury thing <laughs> nice just that video are you posting anything um, on the fns account no no you're really. terrible I, I, I'll, I'll do that this time but just any of your wrestling thoughts and stuff you want to post Ray phoenix again <laughs> sure whatever you I, want because i kept torturing hancock <laughs> with that you should um post and then any other, wrestling there other than that i always just post on my story because that'll last a day and then it just disappears so i don't oh, is that what a story means i feel like the post is just like i don't know sometimes i don't because i feel like most of the time i don't have anything i actually want to post and then yeah. i'll post something and like um like for a while my last post was when brock lesnar won the title at day one yeah and eventually it's just like sometimes i look back and i'm like i don't really like this anymore right and it's like some like it's why am you, i even posting that's good for you um, that you've noticed that Cause like I I used to have like a lot more I think when I started and so now I'm down to eight I think I deleted a bunch and then also you can archive them yeah so to everyone else it's like it would be like deleted but like if you go into your archive you That's could good. still see it so I did, like my Jordan Devlin pick look for you look at you with your social media savvy um I, I like have it. that because I don't now none of my my face is absent on my because that was <laughs> you are your father's son that was the, I don't exist online that was the only picture <laughs> of myself I still had there That's funny. and I purposely go out of my way to never. I think the at most, um, I put the House of Black picture yeah. on my story, my profile picture temporarily. Yeah. But then I was just like, nah, I'm good. Dude, we're 138 episodes in and I've still never used my name. Yeah. <laughs> like I, like I, family I mean, members and some people know who I am. And that's it's slightly cool. unfair, but I, I, I respect it in a way. You're I, only, I, I would. It's only your first name, right? Yeah, no, Jack. that's fair. I, I would, yeah. And that could be a gimmick. That's your... That, it could be a lie. Yeah. It, it it might not even be true. Correct. We don't, we don't know. Maybe your you name could be after, anything. I was named after Jungle Boy for sure. Could, That's yes, what for it was. sure. Because yeah. your name is Perry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was named after the platypus. <laughs> right. 
Oh yeah, from Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, you were late to that show. Yeah, we wa- and then we watched it for Ben, and now we just don't really. It was a good show. I'd rather watch Kicking It personally, but oh god, no. <laughs> or what's the one I hate more? <laughs> Some assembly required. required. No, that I I I I get that now. But... I hate that show so much that when I found it, it was Canadian. It like hurt me. Oh my, no, it's not. It is. Oh my god, I'm almost positive. I have. There's to no way. Double check. Well, that, Kicking but... It's like one of the things where it's like I don't, I know it's bad now, but that was but I was remember. Like watching appropriately that. bad like yeah. that's the way it was a disney channel thing. right it was like or disney xd or whatever like but that some was... assembly retire like required is uh, <laughs> unbelievable like yeah. offensive what was the episode <laughs> the one the fake lego one Oh yeah, it's one of the um, most offensive episodes of anything I've I ever seen. I don't remember. How go- I know that there was one though. I it think. made me angry. I think I left the room on that one. It was so bad. I'll now, have to watch it again. Now I want to watch that. Yeah, it was, was infuriating. So but anyways, also a week until Comic Con, right? And then not too long for till we go to Impact. Uh, Second row of the pay per view, baby! Hooray! Hooray! That'll be fun. Ba- back in Rebel too. I gotta Have ask to... mom to take out some of the savings. I'm gonna email. Need, um, need to be loaded. Email Ashley. See if she's still there too. Mm see what we can do mm-hmm. anyways uh that's like over nine minutes of banter that's crazy Still everyone has stopped listening but we get their listen everyone after 30 left. seconds i think and if they okay. downloaded it too late so. i think it's probably 30 seconds like before we actually start talking <laughs> about stuff so it's like you're waiting for us to talk about stuff and boom we that's win that's why i make the intro 30 seconds long yeah you gotta so if they like, get past that we got them. you should like no i don't actually i shortened it actually you start running all the shows all the socials in the beginning so it's like <laughs> It's at least 30 seconds in the and then beginning. then we got so him. It's like, yeah, you already got your listen. Exactly. And then it's and just we, dead air. We win. Yeah, then I don't care. <laughs> Our numbers stay the same. I don't care after 30 Infinitely seconds. Infinitely less work. Yeah. Easy. Perfect. Could do a 30 second pod on us. Actually, no, 30, like five seconds. And, and then just like... record silence for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. And put it out there. Just record 30 <laughs> seconds and leave and then come back in like two hours. I say we, tr- we should try it. Special episode. Yeah. <laughs> that's our that's our marked break bonus. <laughs> there it is. Anyways, we, we, we should it. get into talking about some wrestling because now we're. I feel like it's going to be a long episode. So let's do that now, starting with taking a look at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. All right, ratings-wise, this week's episode of NXT averaged 624,000 viewers, up 12.4%, and earned a 0.17 in the key demographic, up 30.8%. So here you go. You ready for the... Okay. So think about the... Okay. Think about the second highest audience seems okay. to be what they yeah. like to do. Right. Because why not? Why, why go the highest when you can do the next best Second thing? highest, right? Yeah. And see how far it stretches back all the way to January's New Year's Eve evil. So what month is it now? <laughs> two months so like, later. <laughs> the second highest thing from, from two, two months. months ago. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Okay, cool. Sure. Yep. Yeah, uh, sure. Dynamite averaged 858,000, which is up 3%, earned a 0.29 in the key demo, up 7.4. Second highest audience total since, even um, better, Okay. February 8th. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> a month and three days ago. I almost feel like their goal is to go second highest since when? And since it's always second stupid highest. Too. Not, it's not even been that long. It's barely know, been a month. It's kind of not even worth mentioning, and I now kind of <laughs> put it in there half as a joke. It's, it's like when you use the bad trivia on purpose, because it was like it was so out of whack. It's oh just yeah, like, what, what what was that? That one? was a book I got. Right, because yeah. I think the the card one was actually okay. Yeah, because it's, it's it's still, still here, here somewhere. Right? It's on my shelf somewhere. Yeah, okay, but yeah, the book it. was it's brutal. Like you corner here. You corrected it. Right. Okay. You know, I was trying to think. Like, I knew you had a book, but I was trying to think of what it was, and I was like, oh, okay. I yeah. Got, I got there. Yeah. All right. What's your news? Um. So, uh, just basic stuff to start off is uh, some we got some WrestleMania 39 card editions from Raw. 
Uh, so Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul, which is no surprise, um, which is fine. I'm not mad about that. I mean, I am a little... <laughs> there it is. Um, I am a little annoyed, of course, because I feel like Rollins could do so much better. But um, it, I knew this was happening after the Rumble, so it's not like... The a, rating was on the wall. For it's sure. not a huge outrage, honestly, like as much as I... It should be good. At least, at least Logan Paul could probably deliver in the ring, and Rollins is fantastic. So well, Rollins is definitely going to help like, him a lot. As much as I can't stand the guy, he's for the amount he's wrestled, Paul's been impressive, and He'll Rollins be will, like someone worthwhile in the ring. Right? And Rollins will pull even more out of him, right? Yeah, so I, it could be good. I think this benefits Paul a lot, and at least it's kind of mainstream for Rollins. I hope. Um, then we have Cena versus Theory for the U.S. title, which was surprising uh, for me because I'm not sure about putting the title on the line. But then, at least to me, it kind of telegraphs that Theory could actually win this, which I, I think, think is so. really good for him. I think that's the plan, is they need to... F- um, obviously, they like him, and this is their Apparently, way of going... Apparently, um, Cena was going to face Paul, but then he wanted to face Theory because right. he sees Theory as a star, which I think that's really good for him, and I hope that pans out. And if, if Cena's goal is to elevate Theory, like how else do you do that other than losing to him, right? Mm-hmm. So And I, I think that makes sense because Cena really doesn't... Like, what, what good does that do him? I think they're kind of at a crossroads with Theory, right? Because they clearly want to push him, but I don't think which he's Which I think they've done a better well job of since this more serious yeah, run ever since the he won the... Yeah. Yeah. Which I I, I do kind of like that Me look too. better now. It was kind of weird, but I'm like I'm I like that I like it now. better too. Um, so I think his current run's been a little better. So that that's cool. And then surprisingly, uh, damage control versus Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus. Right. So Stratus is a surprise to me. Um, and I saw like someone, I think it was the Stash Club Wrestling that I was telling you mm-hmm. about. Um, so shout out to them. They were saying like, um, some people are like mad about Lita winning the tag titles with Lynch, but the way they put it was really smart. Was it's not like the women's tag titles mean a whole lot. Nothing. So like her winning them, it's like if her if she was like beating Belair for the main title, it's different. then that would be yeah. oh that would be stupid. These but are pretty meaningless. When titles. they put it like that, I was like oh yeah, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't, and it's not disparaging women. It's the fact that there no. are no tag teams right in that damage division. control is probably the only one right so that I can think of right. So I'm gonna piggyback off of you because I okay. was going to um just try and gauge your and mine i guess excitement level for wrestlemania this year so you've already talked about those matches right so what about so let's just quickly your interest level for the women's trios match i guess as it is hmm? Are you interested in the women's trios match not the, really not really uh theory cena yeah a little actually, bit actually i think that would be pretty good rollins rollins paul we talked about I would like, say, yeah, could be good yeah. uh lesnar omos not even a little bit no like I, opposite of right interested i don't want to see that belair osaka absolutely yep me too uh flair ripley no not because that will be a bad match because we got fatigued on that in like 2020 i agree one and I want to get behind Ripley, uh, at least the wrestler I think Ripley, she not has the to, person At least Ripley, she has to win it this time. Like, cause I think so, yeah. The NXT title match was... Uh, but Charlotte. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's never going to be not a factor. Uh, and WrestleMania, where I feel like she'll just go, no, I'm not. You know, like, I don't know <laughs> no. if she has that power. Ain't but, my judgment day. Uh, Reigns Rhodes. Yeah, I think that'll be really Me good, too. actually. And probably Uso, Zayn, oh, Owens. Oh, I'm so hyped for that. If they Me do too. that, I I would love that. And then on the opposite that, end that storyline's awesome. Another probable is Lashley Wyatt, which I don't care no, about at all. No, the storyline's just not there. As much as I love Wyatt, A, the current character confuses me. B, why Lashley? That just doesn't work yeah. for me. And like, if you want to draw something good out of Bray, no offense to Lashley. It's not that Lashley isn't good, but I don't think Lashley's that kind of guy. You need to put yeah. him with someone else good, too. Yeah. And like, not that he's not good, but he's he's good, but he's not going to draw something out of Bray. 
The promos I've heard from Lashley lately are not good. Holy cow! I've just heard little clips in there. I why not good? I like. I don't think he's doing like necessarily bad, but like, why couldn't we have heal her business for longer? Yeah, why I can't we be doing that? I know it was ev- like basically anything I listened to or read was big, and even I was vaguely paying attention because it was cool. Yeah, and that lot. It's weird how short lived that was too, because yeah. that was such a cool faction. Like you could argue, like it's kind of dumb to do the whole like because they're all the same race or whatever but like it, it was awesome and mvp was honest. a great mouthpiece for all of them because right? they like, all need help i think and i think mvp's so wasted on omos because like like you kind of just said they all needed help the herpes yes. guys but they're also talented right not and on they the had mic. chemistry they felt like yeah a group, the way they interacted I think alexander and, and benjamin's a cool team and like omos yes. is just like not talented in anything plus i love that makeup of here's the main event singles guy and here's a clear tag team and here's a mouthpiece right, right? it just all fit they really, really well i don't th- i think they should bring back her business but like i don't even want hayes in there because hayes can stand on his own two legs yes. and omos doesn't need to be anywhere near i think i want like the actual her business back because that'd be like you don't need to change it at all you need nope. to turn them heel it- again especially when the bloodline dissolves after mania i think that's the time to capitalize on that yeah. because um like because if you had the her business and the bloodline kind of in the same vicinity i think it might it might kind of i agree you know yeah there's a bit of overlap or similarity yeah and it's just like who's really like then it, it kind of makes i think the her business would look less dominant because the comparison the bloodline so clear, is clearly right? the over arc and, and you're putting like, it directly against something where they go well this is like the b plus version of exactly right the right, bloodline so, sort yeah, of thing exactly i don't know if we talked about it on here or whatever but that lesnar basically was like i'm not doing supernatural stuff so i'm not that's fair Brian. but i don't know why he would agree to omos then right i i again i horrible. think it's just he's gonna dominate him it's gonna be a lesnar Which, but then that that makes their big bad giant look bad. So what's really what's the point of that? There isn't one. Like honestly, we'll barely pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what else do you have? I guess it's your Uh, turn. So we are finally getting the return of the King of the Ring pay per view. I I guess it's King and Queen of the Ring this time. Which but taking place in Saudi Arabia. I was hoping you didn't know, but will not be watching. Um. So yeah, it's in on May twenty seventh. I think it's really cool. Um. I'm happy it's back, but being the next Saudi show, I don't care anymore. Right. And the it's a slight nitpick for me, which might sound weird depending on how I. But like, I don't love the title King and Queen of the Ring. Like it just doesn't flow to me. Like I like if if it was just titled King of the Ring, like. I understand the whole quality. Yeah. I think that's not my gripe with it. Just it just doesn't sound right to me. Yeah. It just purely from the title just doesn't flow to me. Feels like um a Logan Paul win to me. It does. <laughs> Ooh, gross. Because he's famous or whatever. I don't know if is he globally famous. Probably I don't know. Somewhere. I don't know how these things work. Probably at least like here. I know he's North American famous. Yeah, definitely North America. I don't. Know. I honestly don't. And if he has a good showing at Mania, I feel like they may want. I don't know. I don't strap the rocket to him as they. I don't say. know if they'll actually give him anything yet. Um. I don't know who they'd give that to, but we'll see. I mean, last time they gave it to Xavier Mansoor. Woods and Selena Vega, so yeah, we'll see. True. Um, and look what they did. It's funny because I read you this headline and you were like, because I think she's so forgotten. You were like, Soraya? She's not. <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo Sports reports that Soraya will no longer be with WWE and that she's returning to Japan. Um, I guess she hasn't wrestled since late or sorry, since last August, so a long time. Because <laughs> yeah. you were like, Soraya's not in WWE. I'm like, no, Soraya. Oh, right. Um, she didn't get much of a chance, right? She was saddled with, remember the 2.0 where she would like mm-hmm. transform. She was really from a, solid before 2.0 though. She like, had some, she didn't have a lot of depth, but she was really interesting in the ring. And I found her sort of hit and miss in the ring. The drop kick in the ropes looked awesome to the mm-hmm. seated opponent. Always looked great. But yeah, she never really got a chance and was kind of saddled with that ridiculous gimmick that still makes me laugh as she 
transforms on her way to the ring. But anyway, so she so she's gone and back to Japan. I'm sure she's happy about that. So mm-hmm. good for her. Uh, we got they had they revealed the uh, 2K DLC packs. So hooray! Okay. Uh, so exciting? coming on they obviously they released different from the game. So we have on the April 19th uh, with the Steiner Row pack. Steiner uh, Row. You'll it'll make sense. Okay. Uh, we have both Steiners, which yes. is solid, and then Hit Row. Okay. Uh, and B-Fab is thankfully only as a manager. Uh, don't worry, I won't use her anyways. No five-star matches? No, no swerve either, so I don't even care. <laughs> uh, then DLC uh, 2, we have uh, the Pretty Sweet pack, which is May 17th. Okay, which is Pretty um, Deadly? Pretty Deadly, yes, which I think is cool. I'll, I would probably use them decently, at least in like pretty Universe, sweet. you know? I would use them in Universe. You Some know wolf saying? pack people? No, uh, other too sweet. Who's that? Think about it for a second. Not NWO. Uh, Who else uses that a lot? I don't know. Bullet Club. <laughs> You're along the right. And, and who would that be in the WWE? Who would that be in the WWE? Finn Balor? Good Brothers. Oh, Good Brothers. Oh, yeah, thank come goodness. On. And uh, Tiffany Stratton is also in there. Oh, she's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then uh, DLC 3, we have Race to NXT Pack. So... Four NXTs and then the one legend who it made Harley Race. Name. Okay, so Harley Race. I thought then... it was going to be like all one race this line. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Solid guess. Yeah. And then we have four NXT people, uh, 2.0, so obviously. So uh, if you want to try. Sorry, what was it? Race to what? Race to NXT pack. So it's oh. not, it's going to be like uh, two women, two male. I'll Carmelo Hayes. Uh, no, close, because he's in the main game. Close. Think about it. Who's... Trick Williams. Yes, that's one. Okay, cool. Um, he's growing on me big time. Mm hmm. Sorry, two men, two women? Yes. Uh, you already said Stratton. So mm-hmm. what other woman would they put in? Um, Creed's are in the game. Oh, so um, what's her face? <laughs> Who I Come like? On. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Uh, um, she's short. She's jacked. <laughs> you she know, always has tight you know braids. You know it is. Um, Ivy Nile? Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay, man, so you got Trick, Ivy Nile. Okay. Um, they got a snoozer of a pick, too. Oh, uh, Wendy Chu? <laughs> yeah. Great. And then, um, I mean, you need a Dawn of the game, right? Oh, Tony D. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So okay. we got those. Uh, then the fourth one, uh, July 19th, uh, the Revel with Wyatt pack. Uh, it's really tough. It's so Wyatt and <laughs> yeah, Johnny Wyatt. Gargano? Uh, no, he's in. Uh, oh. So it's Revel oh, with Wyatt pack. Uh, who? Candice LeRae? No. Or Ka- they're no. In. I think they're so in. So isn't that this Revel Heart thing? No, D-Lee? it's Revel. This is oh, Revel, Revel with Wyatt. Okay, so I then. Don't know. So we have one women's main roster, uh, two NXT, one male, one woman, and I'll just give you it, Zeus. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, there's Two Zeus. NXT, one man, one uh, woman. One of them has one of your favorite gimmicks. The, uh, the male or and female? And one of them's from UK. The male is one of your favorite gimmicks, and he's, he's running that. Uh, Axiom? And then, no. Uh, um, scripts? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, like, when you're consistent, your favorite segments from this oh. act. Briggs and Jensen? No, no. Um, uh, no, not, uh, a heel group. Gallus? No, <laughs> uh, another one. Uh, actually, Gallus aren't heels anymore, I don't think, either, which I'll get to at some okay. point today. Who I don't, my favorite. Like, you love this. Oh, um, Gacy. Yep, Gacy. Got and it. then, then uh, Apparently, there's a lot of things I don't like <laughs> on NXT, right? Um, a woman from UK who you kind of liked. Stevie. She, she, no, she was, per- she was more prominent. Like, she was one of the top ones. Uh-oh, this is going back. Not Satamura. I'll give you that. Is it the one that got hurt? Yes. Uh, Priestley? 
Yeah, yeah. Davenport. Oh, da- um, right, Davenport. And then wow. um, Valhalla or oh, Sarah perfect. Logan. So, uh, so last pack, the fifth one, August sixteenth. Uh, the bad news U pack, the letter U. If that's a hint, Chase U. Okay, so yeah, Andre Chase, and then so bad news U pack. Bad news Brown. No, close. <laughs> really. No, like oh Barrett, in, yeah Barrett's yeah, in there. Gotcha. Uh, then you have two more NXTs and a random woman from like the D- Divas era. Uh, um, Undertaker's wife. No, guys. No, I think she'd be. She would have been after. two NXTs. Yes, male or um, female. One's both male. One's from UK. Uh, one, Nathan Fraser. One, yeah. What? Nice. Okay, and then the other one you kind of like his heel stuff. Oh, Kemp? Yeah. Nice. And then the last one, you'll never get it. It's Eve Torres. I would never why? get that. I don't know why. But yeah, so those are the DLC. Um, I don't mind some of the picks. Like, I, I really like kind of Pretty Deadly, even Good yeah, Brothers. Um, And like maybe Trick to go with uh, him. And then uh, maybe Gacy. Or, I like I really like Barrett and Fraser because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking for guys that I'll end up using a lot in the universe. So that that's cool. I like, I like some of the picks, but some of them are weird. Fraser's moveset will probably be cool. Oh, that's true. I'm glad they don't have any weird picks. Last year you had like Mr. T and Machine Gun Kelly and like Amazing. I'm just glad Boogeyman's not DLC this year. Right. Because he's funny. He's just in there? Yep. Nice. Uh what do I have? AEW's Brian Cage expected to explore oh, free that. agency. Um apparently AEW has offered him a contract. Fightful's reporting that they're looking to extend his deal at least to the end of June because of I think injury time. So they're doing which I don't like. I've said it before, this whole like you were injured for three months, so we're tacking. Three yeah, it feels on the like end. a very WWE move. It is. They do it all the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, so he pushed back, and they came to a deal for him to work through March thirty first, Supercard of Honor, at least. But in a way, I, Which feel, I feel like, like then they might drop the belts. I feel like is there? I like Cage in the ring. Don't get me wrong. Is there a market for him? Because he's been around I a long time. I know he's time. had interest from WWE for a while, and but that, he's which been available sense. a million times, and they've never grabbed him. This is so. My point is like, has AEW really raised his stock since the last time they didn't want him? <laughs> no. So I kind of Wasn't feel he like, like maybe going before he went to AEW. Yes, I feel like there was talk even off of um, Lucha Underground, like oh, because he's he looks incredible and his mo- he's like he, a video. Remember, game. people thought he was gone last year and then he popped up again yeah. with uh, Embassy, I think. And it's always just the personality and talking, right? Like that's completely missing. He's got the look and the in ring in spades, but. Um, the other part, so I'm just kind of like, I feel like he ends up back with AEW. I don't think he goes to WWE because they've had a million chances at him. I don't know, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. I only have a couple we'll more. See. Um, there it is. Uh, there are reportedly big plans for Solo Sokoa following Mania. Good. Which I feel like could happen when we get like the dissension of the bloodline because that'll allow him to maybe stand on his own. Or maybe he'll stick with one of them. I don't yeah. know. But... He's solid, honestly. Like I've always, even in NXT, I and said... maybe they can flush him out because I think he's really he's done yes, really he well as the enforcer. But yes. like he wasn't that in NXT and he was okay, right? Yeah. So hopefully they do more. He was the guy who had no family. And then ironically goes to main roster and is Where he's just tight with, his family. Fa- tight with his super tight with his family. Yeah. But yeah, I, like even after the first month or two in NXT, I was like, he's good enough to go. Same with mm-hmm. Breaker, right? Like, are they five star match guys? Maybe not. But are they good enough to be like solid main roster people? Yeah. Easily, right? Breaker so. just needed Hayes to be available. Yeah, that's right. I'm really hoping that mm-hmm. title change happens. Has to. Um, we talked about this a little earlier today, you and I, that WWE is trying to get their matches available on 
betting sites which are sweeping the continent oh my probably God, there's so there's way too many it's so annoying the ads are like They're trying to like legalize betting for the matches for right? scripted stuff like that doesn't sound dangerous right at all. that's that's <laughs> a that that just seems doomed to fail and be like i was reading that it could kind of hurt main event stars because then it's like you have to keep a lot of people in the dark about right. what's gonna happen yes. right because then they could like bet on, on or whatever and like it could screw the main eventers because I was saying like, or I was reading that um, it could like then they might not know who's winning until like like they walk out there kind right of deal. or like they might not know at all. It's like I don't. Know, I feel like it'll just screw a lot over and it's like it's bound to be like. Well, do you know why you WWE know? wants it? Mm. Money, because then they can do like. Imagine they actually are available on DraftKings or whatever these. Sorry, I wouldn't even like to use names and give them any credit but like any of them they can sponsor them now and they can mention like oh you can go and bet on bobby lashley or whatever whatever and here's the betting right because now right now it's like you have to bet like on finishers or like what's gonna happen yeah. which i feel like that's even like i don't know you should probably keep it at that because i watch a lot of basketball as you know and football and basketball it's already in there there's like little breaks in between segments of a basketball game where they're like you can bet on this right it's like and I hang out with a bunch of dads on the street and in this neighborhood, right? And every single one of them is it's, it's, like when uh, we watch Super Bowl, they're constantly checking their phones. Right. Because oh my god! Before the Super Bowl, I saw betting. a million Gronk commercials. Yeah. Where, like he was doing the kick um, the kick of destiny. Yeah. And it was sponsored by um, yes one of them. One of them. I I know which one it was, but we'll uh, keep that. They don't out. get oxygen from right. us. But like, and I I can't tell you how many times I saw that ad or like a short variation of it, a long variation yeah. of it, like. Well, I went to it's watch the second half in a neighbor's North garage. North America's number one sports book. Right. Like, so I went to watch in a neighbor's garage, second right. half, and like all the dads were constantly, okay, so now it's this. Oh, so there's another touchdown for one team. Now the odds changed on this for the, like, you know what I mean? You can just forever Too be many on your phone checking. There. But anyways, um, that is all I have for news. Do you have anything else? Uh, a few more, yeah. Go. Um, so the WrestleMania plans for Rousey are still reportedly for her and Baszler to take the women's tag titles at Mania, but with Lynch huh? and Lita teaming with right. Trish against Damage Control, it's speculated that that would be on the first night, and then you do the tag title match on the second night. I don't believe it. Um, which isn't the craziest thing, because I remember, I think when Baszler and Jax were champs, ugh, um, <laughs> I think was it Riot Squad who won, remember there was like a tag team turmoil the first night, and then there was a tag title match the second night um, uh, in 2021. It wasn't great, but I think remember it was the tag team turmoil and it was like really bad. Yes, that I think there's just as much chance that a they don't care about Basler at all, obviously, and b maybe they've noticed Rousey is not the value uh, and they might just the not. The sucky part them is Basler's the good one and not include them at all. I think yeah. that's as much. Honestly, of a chance. I'd rather do that because I don't want. I don't think Basler's already held the tag house twice and didn't really do anything. I've pretty much given up on her. Yeah, I don't and not because sad. she's not awesome, because she's she's awesome. the better one. She's, she's better than Rousey. She I think should she always be has been. a killer, you know? Yeah. Kind of feel similarly to her as, as I do about Masha in terms of like, you just need to book her as a monster. And I think you have like a eight month to year long. And there's awesome been a couple of times ring. where you should have pulled the trigger and like, I agree. It just hasn't happened. Nope. Um, so next one, WrestleMania backlash is no more. Oh yeah. Uh, we have backlash. Back to this backlash. Year. Nice. Um, even better. It's taking place in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Want to guess who's hosting? Savio Vega. For sure. <laughs> I don't know who. You know, Bad Bunny. Oh, right. Hooray. That makes sense. 
I'm love glad they Pat ditched Mahomes. that name because it was ridiculous. Although so. I'm gonna, I I'm kind of sad they did because it was it was really no, funny. No fun. And then it was also funny because then last year they did before Mania they did WrestleMania Raw and That's WrestleMania right. SmackDown with the Andre Battle Royale. Because it was a week of WrestleMania then they, or yeah. whatever. Uh, it was it say. was so funny. I I'm gonna kind of miss it. It was it was really funny. Yep. Although that they should bring back Great Balls of Fire, I think Triple H should bring that. That was a one-off, man. That was awesome. Okay, even greater Balls of Fire. I remember being like, "What? <laughs> what? What are they called? Why?" I don't. I even know where that came from either. Like, I don't either. Why? It's a famous song. I know, but I don't movie, even think they used the song. No, that's what I figured. They were gonna tie it into, and but, he didn't have exactly the. A story you want to remind people of, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I don't know. Or like another. He was somewhat controversial. Another weird one was Stomping Grounds, but at least then Seth Rollins was uh, Universal Champion when that happened. Right. So at least there was that. Anywho, um, much to our uh, excitement, uh, Stu Grayson's making his AEW return next <gasps> week. He is. Yeah. Uh, uh, do we know if it's a one-off or contract? I don't know, but um, Love he's teaming with Hangman and Uno against awesome. Blackpool next week. So that's. Oh, sweet. I didn't know it was Grayson. That's why I sent it to you. I just noticed Dark uh, Dark Order. Oh, I didn't, didn't notice even... that first, too. And then I saw this, and I was like, wait a minute. Was that Grayson? And I, I didn't even notice that's, that detail. That's why I sent it to you. I just saw Dark Order versus, and I was At like, first okay. first, I thought it was Silver. And then I was just like, I was like, awesome. okay, cool. And then, but Good yeah, for so Grayson. That's, yeah, Grayson's in next week. So that's cool, because he's been gone for like a decent while now. I think now. that's the other thing. At a glance, I probably just assumed it was John Silver, because a small little picture on my phone without even clicking on it, I probably was oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And it doesn't actually say it's him. So, yeah. That's awesome. Um, the last one we have our first inductee into this year's hall of fame which i know is super. i exciting. heard it happen but i don't know who it is you want to guess i thought when i read it i cut ca- i got a hint of it somebody not super important right no like not i'd a... say it's fairly big oh. and like it and thankfully they're not like i don't think there's any super hints old. How, how, okay um, not super he's, old he's definitely worthy of it i think okay i'm um, like he's he's what accomplished e- a lot what era um still kind of current obviously oh. And then also, I would say late 90s and then all the 2000s, early 2010s. And still with the company? Yeah, pretty prominently. Uh, wow. I, don't, I have no idea. He, 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 he could probably get, he's like... More hints. Go. Um, what you got for uh, me? R-Truth. No, he's not prominent you would, right now. You probably liked him a lot in WCW. Oh. Um... He's won the Rumble. Uh, he, I don't remember uh, things. I don't know. Won the Rumble. I'm, I'm trying not to give it away because it, it's kind of interesting if you don't know. At WCW and still relevant today. Yeah. Wrestling-wise relevant? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, He, did, he challenged Gunther not too long ago. Because that's 20-something years ago. I and, don't know. Just tell me. A Mysterio. Oh, no, I w- that's not at all what I was thinking. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. what the hint was. But I'm surprised didn't... he's getting inducted. That makes um, sense. Yeah, I, I'm just surprised it's not like until Dominic, after he mean, retires. You mean Dominic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not surprised that Ray Mysterio is getting because like I said, he's definitely worthy of it. Like At least it's not like when you're inducting Queen Charmel. And I um, did like him in WCW when it was all yeah, the... Yeah, exactly. The, um, I didn't want to say ECW because that might be like... Actually, I could probably could have now. But, you probably could have. Um. So, like, it's not surprising to me. It's just surprising that, like, they're doing it while he's still active. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like they would wait till after That's a big he's name. done. Yeah. You know what's funny is I was just watching because I heard Batista might be in this year, too, mm-hmm. which I think would be interesting if he's going solo before Triple H. But, like, because they're, so they were playing um, one of those best of things where it was, like, Triple H's best Mania matches. And so it was, remember the one from 2019 where Triple H and Batista fought? Yeah. And then, like, that was the last match, and then Batista retired after that? Yep. 
I thought it was funny because Triple H put his career on the line in that match, and then he won. So obviously he didn't have to retire. But then I'm pretty sure he hasn't wrestled since then, and he retired at Mania last year. It's the opposite so was, of all wrestling, where was, they say they retired and don't. They was the, they say they won't. <laughs> he retire didn't have to match. and did. And yeah, he still did. So it was like both of their retirement, both of their retirement match which nice. was funny. Right. Um, but that is everything. Okay, so I guess going in order, we need to take a look at, and I have some brief notes, nothing too crazy, on the pay-per-view from last Sunday that we got for free, and that is AEW Revolution. <laughs> All right, so we haven't talked too much about our thoughts on this, so I'm interested to see what you think of it. Off of memory. Um, so the opener on this show is absolute Ricky Starks taken on Chris Jericho. Right off the bat, not the opener I would have chosen. I would have absolutely chosen the trios match. Yes. With zero doubt in my mind. Yep. So um, Jericho Appreciation Society I'll, or Band from I'll Ringside, my, right? Uh, I'll get the predictions while you're oh, doing nice. that. So the one thing I noted that I, like, I don't have many notes on this stuff, but uh, Jericho countered a spear into a code breaker that looked pretty good at one point. Um, we got Walls of Jericho, then a single leg crab by Starks, and that leads to... I don't know why I'm, I'm suddenly feeling like, I, feeling like I didn't see a lot of this. Sammy Guevara runs down to ringside right and is sort of blindsided by um, Action Andretti. Yeah, they made that a take point on Dynamite, like, and so then they're facing off on Rampage again. Of course. Which I saw some highlights of that from Guevara's um, Instagram, and actually the GTA... It looked kind of solid, like, in the GTH, I think he drilled them. Yeah, that looks nice. I think that was the same it. show as the one Aussie Open match, I was gonna watch it. I think it was Aussie Open Bucks, but then I was like, I never did. I oh never yeah, did. we didn't watch that. <laughs> um, so the ref, I like this bugged me a little. He's distracted for some reason by two people not involved in the match fighting at ringside, and he's distracted quite a while. So remember, Jericho grabs right. the bat from the corner and I think hits Starks in the midsection with it, right? Um, bat shot. So then Jericho goes for the Judas effect, but Starks blocks it and nails Jericho with the Rochambeau. So the right result, at least, um, Starks wins in just under 14 minutes. So I thought it was a good match. Like, I liked it, but it's not the barn burner of an opener that I hope for on AEW. Well, any show, not just especially AEW, right? Especially the pay-per-view, though. And yes, especially their pay-per-views. And the feud doesn't feel really fresh to me either. It's been <laughs> going on for quite a while, which is a symptom of pretty much everything Jazz does. Uh, we both... Actually, I picked Starks. Nice. And you picked Jericho. Weird. <laughs> Nice. I know we picked a lot of different ones on this we one. We did. So this, this, uh, it'll be interesting. Someone's going to win by a lot, paper probably. Or something. Uh, so the run-ins you, you by... Any, you got any spare paper? Oh. Uh, the run-ins by um, Sammy and Andretti took me out of it a little bit because, again, it was really like far too long for him to be distracted by people not involved in the match. So I don't know. But I enjoyed it overall. Um, I don't think it was truly memorable. And I'm just hoping it seems to be the end of Starks and Jass, right? Which is what we need it to be. So... Um, I, I say this, this is in my note before we get to Dynamite this week. I said, I could do without Jazz being on TV every single week going forward. <laughs> not going to get that. <laughs> You're wish. already guaranteed next week too. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, so what did you think of that opener? Um, I thought it was solid. Like it was, it was, I don't know. It's I, funny that I, my note I says it wasn't very memorable and you're like, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember a lot. Yeah. It wasn't memorable. It doesn't stand out to me. And honestly, like. I don't think it should have been the opener. Like, I think you should have gotten the crowd hot, and this wasn't really it to me. Yeah. But it was okay. It wasn't bad. Uh, the finish wasn't great, but um, generally it was solid from what I can remember, and Stark's winning makes sense to me. I liked it, but nothing special, basically. Yeah. Then we move on to the last burial match between uh, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and Christian, pa uh, Christian Cage. 
Is this the one where Cage is wearing the turtleneck? Yeah, tank still top? with yeah. a yeah sleeveless turtleneck, which is pretty funny. Uh, so for this, you have to get your opponent into the casket that is at the top of the ramp and shut the lid to win, obviously. So Christian tries to run away early, and Jungle Boy chases him into the stand, so we get some crowd brawling there. We, get, um, we see that Jungle Boy's mother and sister are watching from the front row, and they are shown many times throughout this, right? I thought his sister did a good job of looking both concerned at points and kind of thrilled and like into it because it's her brother kicking christian's butt or whatever i thought she was she did a good job although i think christian should have been more of a dick before the match me too like Like, in the promo like he was when we really liked right because he was like super harsh to his family and i love that uh christian pulls off jack's belt at one point and starts whipping him with it uh christian opens the casket and he's prepared he's got Which some you did call the casket he got some steel chairs in there although i was hoping uh, luchasaurus would be in there i was waiting for that i, I was kind of hoping for that so christian attempts the kill switch on the ramp jungle boy shoves christian off the ramp onto the floor then cage uh narrowly escapes a chair shot from jungle boy and hits a low blow we get dirt thrown into jungle boy's eyes uh, a concerto attempt by christian but a jungle boy fights it off with a shovel snare trap with the shovel in christian's mouth for some added leverage which was a cool visual uh, and then Jungle Boy finally summons the courage after sitting and thinking. Oh, no, he thinks more before he closes the lid, right? Mm-hmm. He hits the concerto of his own, rolls Christian. I felt he like, doesn't want to suffocate Christian. I felt like he had to roll him a little bit too far and that yeah. Christian at some point had to be like, okay, I got to help you and crawl a little bit, but whatever. Um, so he gets him in the casket, but then Jungle Boy kind of sits there and waits a little bit before closing the lid, and he does win the match after about 15 minutes. Um, I actually quite like this. I thought it was entertaining, physical match. Felt a little bit short considering like the supposed bitterness of this feud. Uh, but granted, like Christian the got injured. Somewhat gravitas they put on it. Christian got injured and it kind of cooled things off, right? They were kind of trying to stall until to get back around to this. But um, I thought this was good. I liked it better than the opener, but I still don't think it was a fantastic match. But fun to watch. Um, maybe not up to the standards of other aew specialty matches on this show even i would say um and again the end of a feud that i think should end at this point and i'm wondering what each of them will do next but i like this match as well i don't think it was amazing but i was entertained Mm -hmm. you uh i don't know it was i thought it was pretty good like i don't know the stipulation was okay it was like a casket match it was walk more right you had to go farther up there yeah yeah which, like, why would you even go to the ring because then you're just kind of putting yourself at, dis- at a disadvantage but I don't know, it was solid um it kind of lacked something if it was supposed to be this this big um you know finale kind of deal but i mean as long as this is done i think that's fine because the injury kind of stretched this out longer than it, it had did to be. Like, for this, sure this should have been at full gear maybe or something and it like kind that. of put luchasaurus in a weird spot and now yeah i don't know where he is or what he's doing but right Yep. Um, so yeah, it, it was pretty solid, but nothing amazing. Still kind of waiting for this to pick up, right, at this point? And it will, at and this point, will. because we get the AEW World Trios Championship match. That's the elite Kenny Omega Young Bucks, um, Matt and Nick Jackson, obviously, taking on the House of Black, which is Brody King, Buddy Matthews, and Malachi Black, with Julia Hart, ever integral to the House of Black <laughs> success. I of course. Uh, but anyways, although she does play a role in this match, right, so at some point... So Don Callis joins us for commentary for this match. And this is just, I don't know what to tell you. This is fantastic action throughout this. Like pretty much what you would expect from these six, right? Like how are they going to put on a bad match, this group? Um, You have Omega drilling Malachi Black with Snapdragon suplexes. At one point, as I said, Julia Hart does get on the apron in an attempt to distract Kenny Omega. And Omega ends up inadvertently 
knocking her off the apron with a V trigger Which right is, and then that was he, pretty sweet and then he just kind of shrugs like yeah I, I like tried it. not to but you stayed there and yeah. stuff happens right uh House of Black end up grabbing Kenny and spike him with Dante's Inferno um and the House of Black had Omega surrounded in the ring but the Bucks pull Buddy and Brody out of the ring before landing super kicks to the House of Black uh the Elite hit Black with the BTE trigger but Matthews comes in to break up the pin attempt um my boy matt jackson calls for the Meltzer driver right but buddy matthews <laughs> he's counters. like he, they shout bt trigger and he showed Meltzer driver it's like power rangers here he's just calling out what he's <laughs> right. about to do it's like it's a, it's a good strategy trust me but it ends up with matt jackson taking although it was, was this power rangers that, do always win so they do i think it was screened the the dante's inferno or was it an earlier one the earlier i think it was the earlier one where matthews was kind of and then the, we see the one at the end yeah, right I matt jackson so, yes. takes dante's inferno uh, crazy match. We have new champions that I'm sure you picked and I didn't. Is that correct? Um, yes, I did call this, so I win. So 18 minutes of just like nonstop rock, right? Oh, like, I love this. this yeah, is you awesome. did love this. this. Is I did too. Front runner for match of the year, at least at the moment. I added it to the list. Um, definitely. If we do a trio, I think we can do a trios match of the year oh, this we have year. To, I think. And this is my front runner. I like this. Us. I think I like this more than Escalero de la Muerte. Um, just because I think Elite Death Triangle had better. This is awesome, though. I loved it. It was thoroughly entertaining. It this was. was like my first thing that I really enjoyed on the show. Match of the night, probably. Yeah, I I don't so different from ma- other ones I really liked. That's true, right? It's like, but you, hard I to don't say. Know, but it's definitely. It might be my favorite. I yeah, think so I don't too. know if it's objectively the best. Agree. But it was definitely the one I got the most enjoyment out of. I uh, yeah, and 100%. and like you said, part of it was the show was good up to this point, and then it just this match was next level, right? So fantastic i think my favorite match on the show yes it was was awesome any combination of these six was interesting to me right doesn't matter Mm -hmm. how you want to partner them up. and i'm really happy how so black got the win i think it could help me too i think the build could have been stronger but yeah the build was not the best part in terms of in ring like no complaints right i i love trios matches in general and these six are just super talented and I thought Brody King looked like a monster in this. Like his face paint looked awesome as oh, yeah. well. He, he looks so insane when he's just like completely painted. And Dante's Inferno is sick looking, and I'm glad they're protecting it. And it's like ending really, really huge matches for them, right? Because you should not be kicking out of Dante's Inferno, as far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah, it's like the Gonzo Bomb, but it is like right? an assisted kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So I'm happy House of Black have the titles, but I really hope that AEW is going to spend a bit of time adding depth to their character and their act, since outside of being like dark and spooky amazing wrestlers i don't really know much else about them and i don't know if you've heard these rumors too but there's rumors of omega going back to a singles run that'd be cool so taking the titles off the elite makes sense in hindsight i was a bit surprised that their run was kind of short right with the trios yeah i kind of i mean i know i predicted but i'm surprised they actually kind of like in that in that way because it felt like these titles were coming into existence for them right and then they don't hold them for very long necessarily but Awesome match. Um, really happy that it just basically means House of Black have to get focused on, right? Which mm-hmm. is what we've been waiting for. Which that's what I'm saying. I feel like this will help their presentation a lot because they, they kind of have to be focused. And it's, a, and it's a good division, I think, to be kind of focused. For in, sure. So. Especially like I, I want, and I'll say it later, but uh, Top Flight and AR Fox to stay as a trios team and just keep... Oh, yeah. They're, I think that's one of the teams I really like enjoy. I don't know if they'll ever win the titles. No. But Maybe eventually, but they're they a flesh great, out the division, they're right? a great challenger. Yeah. Agree. Our next match on Revolution was the Women's World Championship match, which was Hater defending. Uh, she has Britt Baker with her as well. Speaking De- of a fire trio hat. 
defending against Ruby Soho. Whose side is she on? Whose side will she be on? And Soraya with Tony Storm. Obviously, as a lackey for a weak heel character, because that's what Tony Storm deserves, I guess. I don't know. Weird. But anyways, crowd brawling early on in this one as well. Hater plants Soraya on the ring apron. Ruby then hits a suplex to Soraya. Uh, Hater then hits Soho with the Hater Breaker. So Ruby hits Soraya with Destination Unknown, but Hater was there to break up the pin. That's the crummy sister Abigail, right? It is. Ruby went for a kick. Hater ducked it. Hater rolled up Ruby Soho for the win after 10 minutes. Um, Storm gets in the ring after the match, begins to attack Hater. Baker, Baker comes out to even the odds, but Soraya and Storm basically swarm uh, Britt Baker. Ruby tosses Soraya out of the ring, tosses Storm out of the ring. Uh, Ruby gets screaming in the face's face, right? Like, you don't run this place. This is our home, bitches, or whatever. Um, and basically, yeah. We get a sudden no future to hater. Oh my god. A destination riot kick, unknown to Baker. And we now know what side Ruby Soho is on. The question is, do you care? Nope. And what'd you think of the match? I'm not interested nor surprised that she did that. And it's just I don't I don't care. Um the wouldn't, match was okay. Wouldn't I guess. it make sense if you're going to do this to do this within the match so that you can get the title off hater? Instead of waiting for Heidel, Hater to defend. You're, no, she's just mad that she lost, and she's like... And that pushed like, her over the edge into heal them? I guess. That, I guess. That was part of the explanation I think I got, but, like, I yeah. don't know. Match, you're, sorry, you were saying it was okay? It was... I don't know. It wasn't that interesting to me. Again, it was, it was just short, like... short, eh. I thought. Like, 10 minutes for this yeah. whole, like, NWO invasion, <laughs> and what side is she on? I don't think we can call it that. We can't, but you're right. But, like... Yeah. So... I thought Soho looked pretty good, actually, but it felt really short and uneventful for the energy they tried to put into this, right? I thought, um, I don't know, this this was supposed to be a which side is Soho on, and you and I both don't care at all about that. So the aftermath also was kind of like, okay, fine, I don't really care, right? Um, I guess a fine triple threat, but short and never really seemed like it got going, and I don't love that this is, again really like Jamie Hayter, don't like that this is so far the legacy, right? Like, a feud with... Soraya doesn't look good, man. No. She's not... She was probably, like, the least notable part of this match to me, and I don't even think Soho was, like, amazing. No, it was... I don't know. It's just... I, I want better for Hayter on this title yeah. run, but I don't know who her, like, defining I think she started good with the Sheeta match that we like, but yes. where'd Sheeta go? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Um, so then we get the Texas Death match next, and that is Moxley taken on hangman page and my goodness this match was nuts uh so the ref obviously i'm not going to keep saying it but he will be counting after many of the big spots in this i just didn't want to keep saying and the ref counts yeah to five it's basically the last man standing or you can submit right so i noted remember i was laughing at excalibur's comment you remember what he said about mox because you um, missed it and i told no. you a stiff breeze could make mox bleed oh yeah <laughs> this was pretty funny uh so page jumps moxley as moxley's making his entrance and we're barbed wire right away right like page is cutting mox's head with there's it there's a barbed wire board there's tons uh, mox is punching page with a barbed wire fist uh then we get a fork is introduced from moxley's boot and he stabs and scrapes hangman's forehead this was this was a lot for people <laughs> in the crowd and um, you could see that some people were pretty upset by all of this. Mox then gets a barbed wire chair, wedges it in the corner, and it's Paige that ends up running into that head first. And I think they showed like the bird's eye view at one point, and it looked pretty cool. Um, then we have Paige in a single leg crab on top of a barbed wire chair. Then Mox gets power bombed onto chairs set up, like two chairs set up. He missed the 
Remember it was set up yeah, back to back and he missed that. I always that, remember thankfully. that as the uh, Adam Cole spot. It is. So I'm happy. I didn't really need them to take that spot on top of everything else. So I was okay yeah, that, with that. That's like just hitting a chair. Uh, that's uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, they they toasted the one chair though for sure. Um, Hangman tries his best to wrap some barbed wire around his torso, right, and hits a moonsault to the floor. Uh, Moxley then introduces a chain and some bricks. At first, he yeah, because stom- why not have some bricks? He stomps Hangman's hand between the two bricks. We get a pile driver to Page on a chair. Mox tries to hogtie him with the chain. So Mox sets up a barbed wire board outside the ring on uh, using two chairs as well. And then Mox takes a fallaway slam onto a barbed wire chair and then a dead eye onto a chair as well. And obviously, I'm, I'm sure at this point, there's blood everywhere. Everybody's bleeding everywhere. Uh, Page is eventually pushed off the top and through the barbed wire board that they set up earlier. We get a King Kong lariat. Buckshot is countered into a Death Rider. Um, Page then gets curb stomped onto the bricks. We get a uh, finishing sequence. Brick to Mox's head. Buckshot lariat. Mox has sort of has the chain wrapped around. I don't know why. He's sort of weird. That is a little bit of a question. So he's wearing it like Hercules Hernandez or Bruiser Brody. And so... Yeah, Hercules. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The buckshot lariat takes Mox over the rope and he ends up sort of hanging by the chain around his Hangman. neck. Hangman. And that is one of my notes too. And Page then starts pulling on the chain as Mox is basically about to die here. So Moxley has no choice but to tap after about 25 minutes here. So the hangman wins a brutal match by hanging his opponent, right? <laughs> so, um... This was bad. He didn't have his theme. Bad match. Bad. That was ridiculous. That was bad. Like, And I don't really care as much as you bad. about those things, but hangman's new theme... And they went back to the old one. Yeah, I'll talk about that later. Yeah. But like, I was, I forget what the song Awful. was, but I looked it up and I was just like, no, thanks. It's especially because his the original one is perfect. It, it's it perfect is. It's, for him. It's it's probably my favorite current theme. You can identify it right away. It fits his character. It's good. It's, it's just it's perfect, and it's I love. I don't know. I just love the sound of that. And then the one, it's just like I don't know why we need another real song in here, right? And don't. it's just like it doesn't fit him as well. Then he had like that the fiend lighting in his entrance, you know, right. all the red lighting. And I was just like, I, I hated think it, it was like objectively worse. Like I don't, I don't think there's a person out there going that is an improvement. And yeah. maybe that's why the switch back. And it was a little too cowboy for me. Like it yeah. was like that. It was. It feels more fitting, fitting in a western movie. Like no, his original know. theme with the horse trotting on the Tron is perfect. Oh, I it's think. yeah. They changed the Tron, I yeah. think, too, right? And they went back through. They reverted back. It's like I just I love um. It's Ghost Town Triumph is the one. Yeah, that's good. I I love that so much. So it sucked that they didn't have it here. That was a downer for me. But that doesn't actually affect the match. The match was pretty insane. There was a lot of <laughs> nuts, crazy stuff here. Like I don't know, I don't know how often you can say you've seen bricks in a wrestling match. Right. Um. The finish was definitely uh pretty unique um at least it wasn't like too overboard with that like obviously it was kind of like you know aggressive and like not it wasn't too like gruesome or whatever like it wasn't like moxley tapped out fairly fast like it wasn't it wasn't over the line i feel like um but there was a lot of crazy stuff here the chair spots was nice obviously barbed wire in here and moxley was a mess but um i thought i thought it was really good Um, yeah and if this is it then it, it would be a good end a fitting end for sure and these matches are not always my favorite but this one was no. an absolute and spectacle. hangman works solid in these because yes. last year um uh he he beat archer and adam cole in right. two different ones uh, so i'll remember this one probably which is not the case of all of them they had right, like, that's all another good thing about it, right Cause that that especially the finish is going to be something memorable yes. too right and for me i'll probably remember the bricks these guys have had multiple matches right but they went for it all here in the sort of the closeout to this series i guess just 
bloody violent but engaging as well like I really enjoyed it and again I'm not always enjoying these matches these two I think just work really well together right and the punishment they're willing to take and dish out is incredible um I probably like a match just as much or more than this without all the deathmatch stuff but I don't mind this because they haven't done and this yet. Both grown well. men, grown adults wanting to do this. Go ahead. I'll watch it, right? I'm. This was, I think, a really, really well done Texas Deathmatch. And this is a variety on this show is one of my favorite things. Like, this is a legit Deathmatch. This doesn't feel like Deathmatch light, really. I'm sure there wasn't light tubes and glass and stuff. But I these guys, that, I, I agree. Um, so I, didn't, I enjoyed watching this. It, I, I think... If you didn't see this and you're not super squeamish, then this is a match I would mm -hmm. say you should see sure. off of this show. At this point, my second favorite. Right. Agree. Uh, TNT Championship match is next. We get the king of television. Yes, sir. S Samoa Joe defending against Wardlow. And so Powerhouse Hobbs is here um, scouting this match because he'll face the winner. I think he was shown up in the stand somewhere, if I remember correctly. Yeah, with his ring. Um, we get an early tope to the floor by Joe with the forearm or elbow that he always does. A senton atomico by Wardlow. Um, Wardlow, I think it was a whisper in the wind, right? He's done it before where he runs up the ropes and yes. sort of flips off. Um, we get Joe attempting a muscle buster, but Wardlow counters it with a power bomb out of the corner. Wardlow uh, headbutts Samoa Joe and then Grape finds him with a choke. And what? Wardlow chokes out Samoa Joe with his own hold? to become the TNT champion after 10 minutes. Um, I thought this... I didn't think this was great. Yeah. Agree. And a bit short again for a pay-per-view title match. 10 minutes. And I don't love that Wardlow did that. I do not like Joe tapping out to his own move at all. Um, I thought Wardlow showcased some stuff, which is fine, but this isn't what I wanted. And, like, compare it to at least one or two of the Darby Allen Joe matches, right? Like, no comparison for me. It's just, I don't know. I like to see Joe just beating the crap out of people and somebody being resilient and fighting back, like Darby, I guess, in this. I don't think the match was bad, but underwhelming is probably the word you used, and I would probably agree with that. Any other mm -hmm. thoughts? I don't know. It was, I honestly don't remember that much because it wasn't, it was like, it was okay, but it wasn't crazy memorable. And I agree, the Darby Allen matches were, much better especially the last one i think yeah um and the finish i'm not a big fan of especially because it this ends joe's i just want joe to look strong at all times and the uh, tapping out to your own submission is not a strong look right i don't mm -hmm. know why they needed to do that mm -hmm. unless it continues i don't know mm -hmm. but yeah like and i feel like this time when joe loses i don't know if joe's getting the title back i think maybe it's joe heads to ring of honor and that sucks trolls around there I'm going to miss King of TV, Joe. I don't know. I'm it, still watching Ring of Honor so It still far. feels too short-lived, though. I agree. I, I feel like the double belts, King of TV, that just it hits different. But, I mean, hopefully this brings us to Hobbs, which it will. Which it will. Um, So that's okay. Yep. Uh, but Wardlow can't even keep his own belt, so he's a crappy champion. He lost all his stuff. Car <laughs> got broken into. Um, then we get the AEW Tag Team Championship match. That's the Guns, Austin and Colton, taking on the acclaimed Bowens and Caster. With Daddy Ass, obviously. I don't even like saying that. It'll be Billy Gunn the rest of the way. <laughs> Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett with Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh. And Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen to infuse a little comedy into this match. So at some point, Dan Housen had a face-off with Satnam Singh, right? Dan Housen's about to curse Satnam when Sanjay interferes. Uh, and then Billy Gunn jumps in and hits a Famouser on Satnam. So he gets a little bit of a spot here. And then the guns come in and double low blow their father, their own father. Yes. 
dastardly villains. Um, Austin Gunn gets hit with the arrival and then the mic drop, but Colton is there to break up the pinfall. Jarrett grabs a guitar, swings it at Caster. Max takes the guitar away from Jarrett, but before he could use it, Aubrey takes it from him because, anyways, I'll come back to that. <laughs> Lethal ends up cracking Max with the uh, Golden Globe, and I have issues around that too. Austin then makes a blind tag, and Danhausen tags in as well. The guns hit Danhausen with, I guess it's the 310 to Yuma, is what I'm hearing it's called. And they pin Danhausen. The, the, the 310 oh, wasn't it to like Yuma. The, it was a movie. I don't know where. It what was um, the Flapjack into the Flatliner. Remember, like, uh, oh, right. Leo Rush and Yo did yeah. in New Japan? They stole that. <laughs> so they pin Danhausen. They retain that they being the guns, in about 14 minutes. Um, Renee Paquette... That's pretty short. Renee Paquette interviews the guns after the match. FTR interrupt to brawl with the guns to a nice reaction. How was Dax bleeding? I still don't get it. Right. He was suddenly bleeding from, like, the temple almost. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, for... Didn't see what happened. I I don't get it. So, parts of this match really annoyed me. So, we're told early on it's no DQ since it's multi-team, which I always think is stupid. You can just enforce the same rules no matter how many people or how many tag teams are in it. I don't understand why more than two means there's no rules anymore. But anyways. I don't mind that for like four ways and three ways or whatever. But like with the tag match, it's a little different because like there's tag rules. And that's my first problem. We see lots of heels obeying tag rules for quite a while. Why would I, that they ever do that? That annoys me more when it's a two-on-two street fight. With this one, I feel like it's, I don't know, it's a little different, but it's still annoying. Because there's heels. Why would they be following rules that don't exist in this match? Um, you have the rep- referee stopping a guitar shot. Why? You have um, referees stop- stopping people from cheating in other ways in this. Why? You have heels hiding the weapon that they use to win from the ref. Why? I don't it was super annoying to me. It's like you go out of your way to tell us there is no DQ, but then everything I see is the opposite of that. So some of the action in this was fine. Bit too much little, of Yeah, I was gonna say a little too much comedy. For my me. favorite line is like a lot of moving parts, right? And I think Taz uses that sometimes too. Yeah, a lot of moving parts, a little bit too much comedy and other stuff. Some entertaining moments, I guess, and at the end of the day, it adds to the variety of match types on this show, right? This is kind of more the following like a bloodbath and, and stuff and a casket match. You've got a little bit of lighter fare here. The sucky part to me is that this was their tag title match. Like if right. this was something else, I wouldn't mind. But I don't know. I'd, I'd like an actual tag match. Like the one last year was sweet. It's like the, you're right. It pales in comparison. I guess this is like the palate cleanser from the really serious stuff. Um, I'm glad FTR are back. And I'm, they better elevate this division, right? Because it's kind of... This is based... kind of, it's kind of a low period. I, I agree. So I, maybe it's intentional in FTR. I don't know why you would do it intentionally, but <laughs> it would make FTR sort of elevating the division again that, more, that much more satisfying because it is in a low mm-hmm. point right now. Yeah. Any thoughts from you? Um, I don't know. It's an okay match. Again, like too much of the stuff I don't really care about, like casting Dan House and just existing in the tag title match means to me like this isn't... That's is it. It's not gonna be super serious. It's not right. really what I want. Same. Like it was. It was fine in parts, but I don't remember paying attention to this a whole <laughs> lot, which is, I guess, telling. And like, I don't know. It just pales in comparison to last year, where I feel like there was a better narrative there. There was better ma- a better match there, and like every part just of it wasn't there. It was just better in general, yeah. and the, it wasn't even a four way. Like, in which in theory should make it more interesting, but this was just I don't know. 
honestly, like as not interesting as it would be, I would be more interested in just Guns versus the Acclaim because at least the story that's just a story. Same. You're not diluting it with a bunch of other random crap. I don't care about, but also like. I hope they keep doing the Revolution Tag Battle Royals to like set up a three-way match, but I hope they do it better next year. Yeah, I don't mind the uh, idea, the execution. I like that being a continuous great. thing, so I don't mind having, like, that's going to be the tag titles thing every year. Yeah. Like, there's always going to be, like, an Illuminator tournament. There's always going to be, like, a casino, some sort of match. Like, I don't mind that being, like, there's always going to be this for the tag titles, but mm-hmm. I just hope they do it better because last year showed they could utilize that really well. Yeah. But um, I think that's what they need to keep doing not something like this here so i think this match generally sum it up for both of us we had low expectations and it delivered yeah I basically guess, yeah. uh so then we move into the main event which is the aew world championship 60 minute plus as it turns out <laughs> iron man match between mjf uh defending against brian danielson so one thing i'll say throughout this because i didn't make specific note of it mjf is grabbing bottles of water from under the ring and taking several gulps right just i don't know four five times and multiple times throughout the match anyways so mjf is targeting danielson's shoulder pretty much right away in this as he should because that was part of the build up to this right and then um mjf at some point tweaks his knee right so danielson's sort of zeroing in on that a little bit so lots of action back and forth obviously it's a 60 minutes match before danielson hits the busaiko knee he gets the first fall just over 20 minutes into the match then i like this detail MJF hits a low blow, so he right in front of the referee. So he loses a DQ fall, but then he gains two immediate pinfalls because we learn there is no rest period between pinfalls. Which right? I like. Yeah, me too. So he makes two pinfalls right away, goes for a third that Danielson kicks out of. So it's it's two two at that point, and then we get a really big elbow drop from um, MJF to Danielson through a table at ringside. Looked really good, uh, and then you love this too. I know you did. MJF tombstones the t- the table's already been shattered but one end of it is still at like a diagonal yeah. and he tombstones Danielson through that remaining chunk of the table it looked great it looked really cool it did and so then I think shortly after that MJF hits the heat seeker and that is a pinfall for him so he MJF's now up 3-2 we're about 40 minutes in at that point Danielson then starts to take over a uh, spider suplex diving headbutt a submission hold I forget what it was uh, specifically MJF has to tap out and we're even at three both men are bleeding but especially MJF right he was pouring blood at this point submissions now back and forth headbutt exchange near fall off of a second heat seeker from MJF we get a crazy pile driver off the ropes by MJF but it further hurts his knee so I don't think he's able to make the pinfall there right we get a single uh, leg crab to MJF and he has to tap out but unfortunately, time had already expired. So we end at 3-3. They announce a draw. Uh, Tony Schiavone kind of hustles down to the ring. And obviously, we get five more minutes, as you would expect. So MJF tries to use the... What's the ring called? The, the ring he always oh, hits. Diamond, diamond, that diamond. one. Um, he tries to use it, but Danielson hits another Busaiko knee for a really nice near fall at the, in the overtime uh, session here. So the finish comes when Danielson puts MJF in a single leg crab. MJF grabs uh, the bat- bottom rope and then taps, right? So Danielson didn't see MJF grab the ropes. All he heard was uh, MJF tapping. So he assumes that he won, and that allows Danielson, or sorry, MJF to crack Danielson with an oxygen tank. It was introduced earlier in the match. I didn't mention it, so it's kind of lingering right beside the ring skirt, right? So kind of a nice spot there. MJF uses it. The ref doesn't see, 
And then MJF puts Danielson in the label lock just to add further insult to injury here. And Danielson has no choice but to tap out. So MJF retains the title in what was this like 65 minute Iron Man match. Um, I'll go. I thought this was incredible. An excellent main event. And Iron Man matches can drag at some points. And yes, this was incredibly long. But I thought this was interesting pretty much throughout. I imagine it's been well received. I haven't really seen too much yet, but I'm interested to see what people thought of this match. It told the story right of MJF almost being able to hang with Danielson, but in the end, he has to take a shortcut and use the oxygen tank to retain his title. The table spots looked awesome. The blatant cheating to sacrifice a fall, but gain two, I thought was a really nice detail too. I, I'm a sucker for injury targeting, so we got lots of that. They both sold their injuries really well. Cool spots, near falls, a steady pace throughout, considering it was 65 minutes, lots of blood, obviously. Danielson did what you knew he was going to do, right? He's the king of these matches. It's going to be awesome. MJF continues to solidify himself, right? He's in the best shape of his life. He's looking super jacked at this point. And he, in my opinion, he can hang with the best wrestler in the world for 65 minutes. So he's more than just an amazing talker. I think he still gets sort of sold short on his in-ring work, which yeah. I think after this match we can say is pretty awesome. Um, he held his own storyline and in real life here, so I thought this was a fantastic match. Not I, When it push comes to shove, I'll probably take the trios match ahead of this just because 65 minutes is a slog. Like yeah, I won't go, No matter what. It's not rewatchable to me. Even though I love no. this match. At least not right now. I might watch it like... In the future. Distant yeah. future. But yeah, 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 I'm not sitting down for knowing it over Not itching hour. to watch it again like the Nonetheless, match maybe. Fantastic match. So yeah. uh, your thoughts? Um, I, I liked it a lot. Obviously, there was a lot to digest, of course. There but was. I think um, it was really well done. Like um, MJF made good use of the arm targeting. That's been kind of a story throughout... Um, and then I find it funny how he always goes for the, like the avalanche tombstone or whatever, and it always hurts his right. knee, like every single time. Figured out, bud. You're right. supposed to be smart. You're right. Um, but I like the early fall with like the DQ. I thought that was really smart. And I Me thought too. the finish worked really well too. And I think it it all gets made better from by Danielson's promo on Dynamite, which oh I'll God. talk about later. Like yeah, that adds agree. so many layers to it. Agree. But I'll I'll kind of get to that later. But I thought it was really well done. Like for for an over an hour match, I think it was really good. Like I think when Danielson did it with Hangman, that was awesome too. I think this was just as good. And I think MJF really proving his wrestling chops here, I agree, was uh, really nice to see because he's regarded as one of the best heels, if not the best heel of this generation, at least like right now. And I think he should get more credit for his in-ring stuff, especially here. Like he can do a good match with pretty much anyone. And this just makes his price go up as a free agent in yeah. 24, right? Yeah, like it's I, now I really like hope they keep him because I want him. He's the complete package other than he's not 6'4 for WWE. I want him but in AEW. I think that's me too. where he works best. He's a but... generational talent probably. Yeah, oh, that's what he says. I know. It's oh. true. Uh, yeah, but this is awesome though and obviously the result, no doubt, but... Yep. Mm-hmm. Overall, I thought another strong pay-per-view offering. They've never disappointed. Even if I had paid for it, I wouldn't have been disappointed. Not among their strongest, I don't think. Um, some of the builds to some of the matches were lackluster, right? Even for matches that I was looking forward to seeing, like the Trios Championship, for example. The build wasn't great, but the match I knew was going to be amazing, and it was. I really like the variety of match types, right? You have some specialty matches. You have some straight-up matches. Um, you have like a little bit of a comedy match even mixed in there. So that I really like the variety there. I thought three outstanding matches on this show 
trios title match probably my favorite texas death surprised how much i enjoyed that in the main event i think was fantastic jungle boy christian i thought was the next best thing and then the opener the tag match and the women's match and joe and wardlow being kind of like fine to good you know what i mean so i'm torn between a b and a b plus because like a lot of the stuff wasn't i didn't think was amazing but like this is a show that had three awesome matches on it so then what are you saying? Maybe I'll. I'd you... go B plus because I I that's what I had the written trios down. Match, Me too. Um, the death match was pretty sweet, and the Iron Man match, while like it was long, that does mean it also takes up a lot of the show, and that was really good, right? I do have so, B plus written down. So. I'll go with that as well. If one of the other matches had been, I think we should have maybe got more from one of them, or maybe a better tag title match, then it would have been even better. But I think yeah. it was still a really good show. I do too. And for the picks, uh, you want to guess? I lost by at least two. I think, maybe three. Six six. What? I'm pretty sure. How? Because I picked the TNT title match wrong. You picked... Um. Oh, wait. I don't I feel you, like I won. I think you did. Wait. I feel like you won. No, because... So I picked Starks and you didn't. Yeah. I picked Castle Black and you didn't. Which, but You're up you two. picked Hangman and I didn't. Okay. And you picked Wardlow and I didn't. So we tied. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So there were four different ones. Good for but me. They, they all worked out in someone's favor. We're still tied. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. Well, that wraps up AEW pay-per-view. And then we're going to move swiftly into their weekly offering by taking a look at AEW Dynamite. All right. So we're here to talk about Dynamite after behind the curtain. We just ran and got... You've got a hot chocolate with as much whipped cream as gravity can withstand, basically, and marshmallows. And I've got the, you know... Maybe a little more, because, you know, it was leaning. Just like peanut butter and jelly go together, I've got coffee and raspberries. I thought you were going to say hot chocolate and whipped cream, but here. No, co- I was just saying, ironically, coffee and raspberries. And you also had a PB&J today, so... I did. I got, a pro- I got a produce guy, you know, I got an inside, so I got the best raspberries in the yeah. business here. You stand. I was asking if you personally stand behind each one of these raspberries. I do not. I I would have given you moldy ones, but they I don't are think good. Had any? But yeah, you you're on to talk about dynamite while I drink coffee and eat raspberries. So go ahead and do that. As one does, right? As one does. As you do. As you do. Um. Okay, so we start off with the. With Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal for the then non-level-upped AEW oh, on oh. All, Atl- all Atlantic Championship. <laughs> you had to say it right away. I just, <laughs> yeah. yep. And did we mention? Did I put a segment? I don't think I'm. Uh, I think I forgot to put the segment in here. I took it out of my news, but I have it in there. I when it comes up, I have. I'll just. I mean, I'll I'll mention it now just because it's easy. Um. So like Tony Khan had an announcement later on that they're uh, changing the All Atlantic title to the uh, AEW International Championship next week for Cassie versus Jeff Jarrett, because obviously Jeff Jarrett's getting title shots in 2023. Correct. Um, it's being leveled up. <laughs> so I, I was, it really annoyed me because they're going out of their way to use that term, and it's like they felt very Vince to me, where they're like, okay, we're changing the name of this title, but listen, it sounds lame to say we're changing the title's name. So what can we say? What can we well, what about level up? That's like video game speak. That's cool and hip. Yes, that's it. Now, make sure you guys work in level up at least five times in this. And it just... So my note, because I just yeah. found it, I just have Tony Khan, and then underneath it says, an awkward man announces a bad match and a championship name change tied to a movie promotion? Question mark. Already tired of the phrase leveling up. 
there's my poor Tony Khan. He's my, definitely like he's an awkward dude. No, I Whatever. do. I kind of like it though because it's it's different. Then I well, then you know it's really him though. Like right. I don't know, he, it feels more authentic to me. Where Vince, like last time he was on TV, he's like put on a whole facade. Like he well, was he, like he, he appeared in the Mr. McMahon, which was a character, and then he's just forever written right. that out. It feels like right. So like to me, like Tony Khan is him, right? I so, agree. Like I don't know. At least I like that, but I don't know. Um, yeah. So the title is indeed leveling up for those who didn't know uh the next level is <laughs> next week um it begs the question can it level up from there <laughs> how do you okay so we're international so we, we go to all atlantic then we're going to international or do we go intercontinental because continental con or continent bigger than bigger. nations yeah already taken though that's true but like so what do you do you that, can't go universal up, even though. that's true or it's a tough. world title Intergalaxy, intergalactic, championship. intergalactic is nice. <laughs> or like the funniest thing would be because you can't do it, but like, because um, uh, use your words. I've seen uh, so the one guy who does a figure fed. He does he does it for fun. Or like the one um, I watch New Legacy. And they do like they have a weekly defended title. They have their main one. They have the instead of IWGP, they have WGGP, which is Wrestling Games Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. So they have a main title, and they have a multiversal title. Mm-hmm. That's the like the final level. Nice. We're transcending universes, and that's the final boss sort yeah, of deal. That'll be that'll be our final level up, and then that'll be it'll be like max level achieved. And it's oh, I guess that's why it feels WWE because they literally have a show called Level they Up do. where they take out the vowels to make it more trendy to make it cooler. Yep. At least this one's like they're using the words. They are. Uh, it's like adding two K's in a name or... Or a Z out, instead or, of an S. Or taking out someone's last name, because right. that's cool. It is. Uh, Ava. Uh, so we have lots of back and forth in the early going with a lot of counters. Uh, there's some leg targeting from Lethal. There's a shin breaker in the ring post from Lethal, which is kind of cool. Yep. Uh, Cassie with the diving DDT. Uh, Lethal got Cassie in the figure four until uh, Cassie eventually got the rope break. Uh, Lethal Gorilla press drops Cassie on the bad leg, then kicks the leg out, which was kind of cool. Kicks his leg out of his leg. <laughs> uh, Cassie gets the knees up on an elbow drop attempt from Lethal. Then Lethal counters an orange punch with a cutter for two. Uh, I like then that. The finish comes when he goes for a lethal injection, but collapses on the bad arm. Then Cassie hits an orange punch for the win. I like that, too. Uh, then Jared attacked him after or whatever. I don't really care. Yeah, post-match attack. How original, <laughs> right? That's the only one we'll see tonight, probably, right? 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 No. <laughs> um... Matchup wasn't exactly fresh, right? But Lethal continues just to be a super valuable quality opponent that doesn't need to win. And I did enjoy this match overall. Cassidy wants to work fast and use his element of surprise. And then Lethal's a little more deliberate and wants to like steadily wear you down. And I think that worked well together here. Lethal's like fluid and smooth and Cassidy's like quick and sudden kind of idea. I liked the finish with Lethal selling the injured shoulder on the handspring and sort of collapsing. Um, I don't think there was any chance Lethal was winning, but I thought it was a good opening match, and it was given a decent amount of time, like 15 minutes, which is longer than a couple matches we talked about on Revolution, which I thought was an inter- like 50% longer than a couple matches on How Revolution. long was this one? 15. That is longer than... There's a couple that were 10, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I liked it. I, I didn't absolutely love it, but I, I liked it. You? That's where you um, speak. Say things me? of relevance. Okay. Uh... I thought it was a solid opener. I think they had better matches before, uh, but this one was solid as well. I think Lethal looks weird with the the weird boots instead of the kick pads. I like the. Kick pads I don't even better. notice that. I do. It looks, you do point it, it out, but I don't notice it until you do. Good. 
Uh, nothing amazing, but quality action here. The knee targeting from Lethal was decent. Makes sense with the figure four, which is funny because Jared also used that. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Jared also does figure four, right? He does. So, so I thought you said JR, and I'm looking at you like, no. JR slapping figure fours on people? <laughs> yeah, Jared. Um, yes, he does. But it didn't feel like Cassie did a lot here. The finish was cool, but I wish like there had been more previous damage to Lethal's arm because it felt kind of out of nowhere for me, Like other than the elbow drop spot. Mm-hmm. I feel like that didn't necessitate that kind of finish, but it was cool Like if you don't think about it too much. Um, <laughs> you just turn your brain off, it's good. <laughs> uh, what would have been cooler um, if the elbow drop happened earlier than maybe Cassie had actually gone after the arm a bit or like he hit in the post or something? Uh, solid opener nonetheless, but to me, Cassie's reign is still missing something. Uh, personally, if you ask me, I think his title reign needs to level up, but... Um, it, <laughs> yes, it could. <laughs> um, he's had some good matches, but uh, just like... Some quality that had me interested with Darby's defenses mm-hmm. isn't here. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's just down to being Darby, but I don't know. Yeah, it's one of the dangers of like the almost seemingly open challenge thing is that like there's not builds, right? Like it's kind of like just the funny thing to me was opponent. when Tony Consport when he said Orange Cassie requested an open challenge match against Jeff Jarrett. That's not. I don't an think open that challenge. how that, I don't think no. that's how that works. That's I mean, less open than you think. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's but closed like, to one person, <laughs> specifically one person. Yes, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, like just something about his Like he's had some solid matches. Like the Yuta one was really good, but like there's just not that excitement to me. And I don't. Maybe it's just because it's Cassidy. I don't know. Like he, it's been a solid run. Like I, they've done a good job of keeping the title meaningful. Or like I don't think he... actually not not meaningful, but prominent. Because I feel like if anyone's just if just anyone's getting a shot, then. I don't know. I don't think he needs a title, and I don't think the character as we know him would care about having a title that much. So I, Maybe that's why he just defends it all the I time. I guess that kind of works then. I don't know if it's helping him in any no. way. But anyways, it's fine, I guess. It doesn't bother me. The matches are being decent. It, help, it helps keep the title prominent, it I does. guess, at least, right? So there is that. Yep. Um, but, like, level this up, you know? Yep. As as they say. As they will say. Um. Next, we get a powerhouse Hobbs interview. Well, a couple times, Renee calls him Will Hobbs. So and like, Wardlow's car is broken into. We're told that too quickly. Yes, yeah, that as well. Um, Hobbs says what happened to Wardlow is unfortunate and his life is in shambles. And that wouldn't happen to Hobbs. And the one thing Wardlow has left is being called champion. And he's taking that tonight. Although somehow there was a belt later. Don't ask me. Yeah. Um, short promo from Hobbs, though, but it was delivered well. It works with the recent development. Um, I like this, even though it was short. Me too. Short. He sounded good. What he said made sense. I like the whole, like, the only thing you. Like working in the recent yeah. issues with Wardlow in real life into that and just going like, I'm going to take the only thing you have left and that's being called champion. So at this point I put, he's cool. I hope he wins. Mm-hmm. He might. He might. He's um, got a chance. Next we hear from Ricky Starks in the ring. Um, he talked about week after week, he's taken down Jass and Jericho and then people are asking him what's next. And he said he's not sure. Um, the question is not what he's going to do next, but where he's going to go next. Ooh, I don't know what that means. Significant difference, right, between yeah. those two things? Because one's a place. <laughs> and so, yeah. Uh, then the Bullet Club logo thing appears, and it's like, that's the Bullet Club intro. But then... No, I said so, Chris Bay? Noticeably no. to me, it wasn't the exact Bullet Club theme. Like I didn't notice. I, I, I know that Bullet Club theme anywhere. And that I believe was, you. That wasn't it. And that's because it was... a different theme because it was juice robinson uh he attacked starks from behind spiked him with a neck breaker um so i thought the promo was fine wasn't too long before he was interrupted so not a lot of substance there i agree what, what we got was solid yep um didn't expect juice to attack him of all people but um i don't know why he did but i kind of like him so i'm not really gonna complain i hope too much. they explain 
Uh, yeah, I don't. At some point, I, I could. Yeah. You need something here, but juice is cool. I'm fine with it, and they can explain next week or whatever. It didn't have to be now. I thought the move he hit, what was it like the forward DDT thing? That's what it was, right? Because I borrowed from TJR, so credit to him, but like that's what it was. It I was, looked cool, I thought. But I was like, I don't remember doing and, that. That's and, what it was. And we like Juice, and he and Stark seem to be at a comparable level, or could be, or should be, or whatever you want to say. Agreed. And again, it's confirmation that Starks is done with Jass, so yes, cool in good. that sense. Yeah, That is good. I agree. Um, Next, we get a Wardlow interview. Uh, he says he has suffered some tragedies recently, and since he's dressed for the occasion, he wants to make this his match against Hobbs Falls kind of anywhere. He's dressed for a street fight, so he, the, the, this, he doesn't know the difference. He's not smart. That's okay. He's just a muscly muscle yeah, it's kind. It's kind of funny that he like picks the match type based on I don't have gear for a regular match. Yeah. Again, they're working um, in the real teach life. Teach him stuff. a lesson, and he's still the champion belt or not. Um, I thought it was solid, but I think it should have been a street fight. I think he sounded fine, and I like again that their stuff actually happened to him, and they've quickly worked it into the show. So mm-hmm. that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But like street fight, like come on, don't be stupid, guys. Yep, tight you know? jeans are for street fights, boys. Yeah. Jeans and shirts are for street fights. That's the rule. And he's wearing an FTR shirt, right? Is what yeah, he has. That's, that's funny. And his friends gave him some uh, clothes. Yeah. Because he has friends with the same size as him. Well, I guess in the wrestling world, that's more realistic than yeah. in real life. Um, next, we get to hear from Ruby Soho. Thank goodness. Whose side is she on? We want to know her reason for her decision. Oh, and boy, right. is She's it chosen a side now. Boy, is it a creative, original response from her. Yeah, and then I, it really um, something. I've, I've turned a new leaf on the storyline. Cover okay? new. They're covering new ground here. Exactly. Ever it's the fans' fault. Ever since this promo i've turned a new leaf on the storyline okay i've actually like i really enjoyed her match after this um i'm now i'm uh-huh. i'm really hoping soraya gets another title shot you know like i think she could really do good now i think this storyline's finally turned a new leaf so let's 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 hear let's this let's talk about let's it let's talk about it um so she came out with soraya and tony storm which was awesome because i just i'm i i felt soraya got wronged at the paper listen you know this is hall and nash finding their hulk hogan okay how dare it you is you that's know right. it is. It is. That's that's true. That's you know I was I was thinking like it reminded me of something. Exactly. Great, but that that that's, that's it. What there it is. it is. The third woman. Um. But then they went to the back. So I was personally pissed off because like no Soraya. What mm. is that even? What? Huh? Like that doesn't make sense. Almost turned the show off. I I almost didn't. Um. Uh. So R- Renee asked Ruby about why she turned, and she said. You all created this monster, and she claimed uh, the fans were thrilled when Britt uh, Baker beat her. Um, she mentioned being Statlander, and the fans cheered uh, in the Owen Hart tournament, um, and she was booed out of the building. Um, she mentioned Hater pinning her at Revolution, and she realized nobody was ever going to come to her defense. Uh, she complained about how AW called Storm an interim women's champion, because she was, and that's how that works. <laughs> right. She so, literally was, and then wasn't. And then that's not that. That's how that works. Blame yeah. Thunder Rosa. Then, uh, not she's not original either. So nope. Yeah. Um. Then the Which fans side begged, is she on? That'll be an interesting story. <laughs> God, imagine. Yes, let's do that with I think Thunder we just Rosa. Spoke it into existence. Probably. <laughs> let's do that with Thunder Rosa. Um. Ruby said. Um. Oh yeah. So next she said the fans beg for Soraya to wrestle again. I mean, um, if you count two two people as fans, then like that's plural. That's all it means. Two. <laughs> that's true. And maybe. And maybe like I okay, that's true, but maybe like years ago, and also like I definitely wasn't because I her return came out of nowhere for me. So, She's a legend, bud. How dare you? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So we're told. 
Yeah. And trolls came after her at a moment's notice. Sure. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. You say so. Uh-huh. Uh, Ruby said they came here to rebuild the women's division. Good job, Yuri. Really doing it. Yeah. Oh, I've, yeah. I've seen toddlers build better than it's this. It's at another level now. Um, she, claimed, uh, she claimed about the entitled people in the back and the rookies that think they deserve things. And now she's going to wrestle Sky Blue. Hooray! Yeah, um, it's the fans' fault is really lazy, right? The fans were behind each one of these women at some point, right? Storm mm-hmm. and What's-Her-Face and Ruby Soho. So, What's her And face? her reason for turning on the fans don't really resonate with me because why all of a sudden? Why not in those moments, you know? Did it just... It, it, there was a threshold that built up and eventually we passed it, I guess is the point. But I think she delivered this fine actually better than I expected because I find some of her heel work is on the mic is like overdone. Like it's clear she's yeah. playing a character and I, I don't I, take I, I hate it when she was like, she's like, you all created this month. Like I that know. felt so fake. So like some of her jabs at the fan were funny, uh, but at the end of the day, it didn't make me more interested in her or her group. So not successful, I would suggest. I would. I would wager the same. I thought uh, you might. This was shaky reasoning at best. I think it's a really random shift for Soho. But if I said I was surprised or interested, I would be lying so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is worse reasoning than when we got Christian's explanation. Remember when he was like, because Jungle Boy eliminated him and then he wanted to ride their money, but then he managed them instead of wrestling. Oh, yeah. yeah. That works better for me. <laughs> and at least he was like super awesome heal after that right like such personal attacks and stuff that made it more interesting so you could forgive the the faulty reasoning this is like okay this is very standard stuff but don't worry we're starting this off with a bang she's wrestling sky blue right on international one of the rookies she's complaining about i guess on international i feel like you're complaining about a jade cargill and she gonna kill you (laughs) maybe that's true i don't know remember it's international women's day on the it is so this that's my first note this is the match on International Women's Day. So of all days, an opportunity to sort of say, hey, we focus on women here. Nope. You get Ruby Soho and Sky Blue, and that's it. And I'm like, maybe maybe they'll throw another women's match in on Women's Day. Nope. Foolish. This is it. That is a foolish thought. So tell us about have. this six-minute match with a commercial break in it. Side of suplex from <laughs> Soho, a high crossbody from Sky Blue. She hits the destination on her own, which is just... I'll say it, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, it's a poor man's Blade Runner. Actually, right. Not even Sister Abigail. You know what? Blade Runner is the best version, okay? Jay White does it the best. People take the Blade Runner the best. This is a poor man's Blade Runner, all right? Um, and so Soho gets the win in a match I didn't care about. Um, Soho and her evil peeps are about to spray, bl- spray paint blue with green, LOL. Crazy. Uh, and then Willow runs out to talk sense to Soho, but then, oh my God, they beat her up too. Uh, okay. Yep, my verbatim note. Standard six-minute match with a commercial break in the middle. Nothing special. Blue just looked okay in this. Another post-match attack. Two for two. Yawn. Tony Shivani called them outsiders. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, what a match. Not International Women's Day, by the way. Post-match is lame, too. Yep. Probably the only good parts about this was what you just said. And then also, I amused myself typing. They want to spray paint blue with green because colors. The whole spray paint thing, it's so, it's so stupid. And, like, anyway, it's been done. And, like, you're not NWO. It's so, I don't know. Poor man's blade. Honestly, Trey Miguel's doing it better, and I don't even really watch right, that. Right, and he's not doing it great, I don't think. No. Better, for sure. That's better. Yep. Um. So, Willows against Soho now. Whoopi, they were such an amazing tag team. Right. Woo! 
Uh, next we got Hangman interview. Um, so Renee's asking about the revolution thingy. <laughs> Made me laugh because it's basically like, so you just tried to murder my husband. How are you doing now? Like, w- would she not have some sort of ill will or animosity towards a guy who almost murdered and might have if her husband hadn't tapped out? Was Hangman just going to kill him? But now she's like three days later, like, how are you feeling? I thought that was pretty strange. But anyways, I mean, I, f- I feel like you could come up with some headcanon for that. But when you just kind of but with what we see, it's, yeah. it is amusing. Um, he said, if you try to push him, he'll take you to hell, rip off your flesh, and choke you until your life leaves your body while he will ride out. So I'm talking about your was... husband, by the way. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Paige apologized to Renee for what she had to see. So, like, they do That's acknowledge the it, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's like... So um, I prefer that. And said, don't blame him. And he said that for him, he's finished with this. Um, I, I, I like this, because uh, he was like a, little, a lot more confident and kind of aggressive here. Um, but like he, it, in a way that still felt like kind of like himself. You yeah. Know what I mean, like he was more confident, more aggressive after this because like he had to go to that dark place he said he would go to. Right. So he's kind of like got pushed over the edge there, but he's still feeling very much himself here after he beat Mox. And so I, I kind of liked it. I'm not sure what he does next, but this was nice. I liked it, too, because it's that we always, like I always say, like he's kind of a complex character. So right. So if it felt like different, but kind of authentic. He's to him, an so. absolute badass in the match. And then he sort of shows his sensitive side a bit. And like sincerely, it seems apologizing to his opponent's wife. Right. So I like this about Hangman. And it's kind of like, yeah, your husband brought me to this point. And I can apologize after the fact, but I'll do it again if I have to. Yeah, he's and he's like, like, don't blame me. And he's like, he's done and moving on. So I think he, not many wrestlers walk that line like Hangman can of having like an absolute bloody death match, but then still seeming a bit sensitive a couple days later, yeah, right? So I like it. it's cool. I mm-hmm. liked it too. Uh, next we get an MJF promo from after his Iron Man match. Uh, he said that he made the dragon tap out and he's the devil. He's got a silver tongue and the grandest prize of them all. Uh, he said he's ready to celebrate. He's single in San, Fr- San Francisco and on March 15th next week in wretched Winnipeg hey, on hey. Dynamite. Uh, he's going to celebrate his birthday. Uh, MJ said he's going to have his rebar mitzvah. <laughs> um, MJ said nobody will dethrone the devil because his reign of terror has just begun. Yeah, he, um, he looked crazy here because he was super still bloody, right? And I assume just flying off the adrenaline from the match he was just in so he sounded i saw um i think it was on one of the media scrums or whatever like he said he's the devil and he's like he's even growing a horn yeah that's that what he funny. said yeah that or was, was that this? this that was, that was in this. this okay because of the big nod on his head yeah um so he sounded more energetic than usual and i i he's kind of using solid heel logic like glossing over the fact that he cheated right like just ignoring that and being like i beat the best wrestler in the world in his match kind of thing um so yeah i thought this was really good so this was really good, but it doesn't even hold a candle to Danielson's response later, I thought, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm, that, yeah, that was awesome. It was a customarily good promo from MJF. Um, I saw some of his media scrum bits, or media crumb bits. I forgot to write S, I guess. <laughs> it works. <laughs> I guess. Uh, those are great, too. I love Because he's in kayfabe still, right? So, Yo, always. And it's a breath of fresh air from the last time a world champion went nuts on a media scrum. But we didn't mention it. In the match at Revolution, remember he threw a drink on a kid? Apparently, that was a big deal, and the kid got to go backstage. From what I've heard, it was the parent is drinking a glass of tequila, and that's what got thrown on the kid. So, (laughs) I can't imagine if you were that age that I'd sit there and drink a glass of tequila. Like, I don't even think you've ever... I've never had a drink at a wrestling show. No. 
with you or with any well not with anyone that's not true but no with well, you. Like, definitely not no so, so i don't know i thought like obviously he went i don't know did he go too far or whatever but i guess the kid got to go backstage and meet a bunch of people so that happened yeah anyway sorry carry also on. mjf was on impractical jokers this week oh nice which is pretty fun yeah uh he wasn't the punishment guest because i was kesha because she's relevant i've heard of her uh yeah dollar she, sign in there she, she's right? done that one she did that one song um it's like you, you know it i um, probably do and but he was in the one challenge he they all like you know that one where they they do the debates and they're trying to get someone random to agree with them yes they all went against him no oh, nice. it was funny one of the ones he did the one that's he a did smart it, way to use him because he can talk yeah and it's funny because he's still kind of in character so it's funny. yeah the one he did against q was like uh they were making q say that he doesn't think wrestling chops would hurt right uh, he could take five of them <laughs> And you can assume what happens. Remember next. the dude at the indie show getting chopped? I'm pretty sure I know him. Wait, um, wait, what? Oh, were you? Was that the one I went with your brother? I don't. Maybe I don't know. So, um, the guy with the two giant. Well, this is going to be a digression, okay. folks. I apologize. The guy with the two giant stars scars on his back. Atlas, big dude. Like he's a big buff dude. Atlas, right? Yeah. So in the intermission, he just came and stood at ringside, and he just hung some t-shirts over the ropes to sell. And a kid I'm pretty sure I know from my job back in the day, couldn't place him ex- entirely. Um, so they went up and he was anyone that wanted, he was taking a picture with them on his shoulders. Whether you were a six-year-old kid or a 230-pound man, he was like, you want me to pick you up? Yeah. Uh, so anyways, this guy asked if Atlas would chop him and he's like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, yeah, and I want my friend to tape it. So he takes his hoodie off. And Atlas goes to him, I think we should go right to the skin. And the guy's like, awesome. So he took his shirt off and let him full on chop him while his friend videotaped it. <laughs> it was, nice. and he was, he was so happy. It was like a lifelong dream to like, it looked like he was so pleased to have been chopped by a professional wrestler. It was pretty funny. That must've been your brother, I guess. Right. Cause then you would the, remember I that. I didn't see that. Yeah. So yeah, it was funny. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we get, um, we hear from FTR in the ring. Uh, so they're getting interviewed by Shivani, and so they returned after taking a break for like four months ish. Um, Wheeler said he missed the reaction they got. Um, he said 2022 is great for them, but the last two months were bad since they lost the acclaim, lost the guns, and lost all their tag titles in roughly a month. All true. Losers. Right. Uh, Wheeler also spoke about losing the their one of their best friends in wrestling in the world, uh, breaking kayfabe. A little bit. To be rivals. Yeah. Uh, referring to Jay Briscoe or I assume. How do you know? There's another car accident <laughs> at the beginning of the year, and another one of their best friends. It's just, he's just not very well known, so we just didn't know. Right. Uh, Cash said they needed to take a breathe and a breath and recharge. Recharge. Um. Cash said they couldn't sit at home watching the guns call themselves the best tag team in wrestling, and he said they're spoiled and tired, disrespectful little a holes. And uh, he said that their father gave them everything in life. Clearly not, because they're, they're them. Uh, but uh, Cash said his father couldn't do that with him. And Dax talked about how much he cares about his wife and daughter, which he's never mentioned before. So never. I'm glad he's flushing himself out a bit here. Yeah. Uh, but he wants to talk about the fans. He said the fans never left them, and professional wrestling never left them, and he loves all of it. Um, he spoke about how they closed the book on the Grace Trilogy matches in their career, the Briscoes ones. Uh, but that victory was taken away with the guns. And that was the last memory they had with Briscoe. Uh, and the memory was taken by the guns. So now it's time for retribution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> that 
word has been tainted in the <laughs> wrestling word's, world. That word's been forever tainted. Yeah, forever. Forever. Forever unclean. Sorry, that's a reference <laughs> to a show I watch. Uh, Dax told the guns that they had to beat them to become AEW Tag Team Champions for themselves, uh, the Briscoes, and for the fans. Yeah, solid work from both of them here. Their intentions are clear. Their reasons made sense. They have had a bit of a bad run for the 2022 Tag Team of the Year to have, right? A little bit of pandering to fans, nothing excessive. Really great reaction. Good, but like standard generic almost promo but it, it was a fine reintroduction to them i thought you sorry i was just adding something okay uh <laughs> all righty uh so yeah it was good it's been a while since we've heard from them. i thought cash sounded a lot better than yeah, before. he took he started off this one right I think. yeah so yeah. he was actually a lot better than uh i remember and it's best i've seen from him in a decent while and then dax always delivers as well so it kind of it was a nice whole package here and we're building to the result we've been waiting for for months now. Exactly. Which feels overdue because I would have loved them with four belts. I think I saw someone say like they shouldn't have had all the belts, but I think that would have been really cool. I have no problem with them having lots of belts. Yes. They're great. And I, I think Dax has said that they're, despite being back on TV and whatever, that their status has not changed in terms of contract, which again could all be not real, right? Like I, I thought I saw something that they might resign. Or I saw something about maybe a new contract, but... um. If the we, money's we comparable, I can't imagine why they would go to WWE after the way they were treated, right? And all the stuff that's come out. Like, I, I know you maybe you hope it's different with Triple H, but Vince is still there, man, and lurking. Especially now, I don't. Th- I think it's Usos, and it's, I think it's, it has to go Zayn and Owens, and I don't mm-hmm. know who else. Like, but I don't think they. I think they have more of a future here. And honestly, I'd rather see them fight the Bucks and Me Lucha too. Bros, and maybe like some combination of the house of black or Mm -hmm. something you know lots lots more talent and they actually take tag team wrestling a little more seriously here for sure yeah because danhausen right (laughs) uh next we get a jade cargill interview because i have sorely missed her well at least she's rapidly you know or sorry significantly changed her character and promos oh wait meteoric rise (laughs) she's doing the exact same thing oh darn um she's 53 and oh and asks renee if she's from canada she is. Uh, that's where they are next week. And she'll defend her title against the best Canada has to offer. Jody Threat. <laughs> no, they're in Winnipeg. So she could travel. I don't think she would. No, but I wonder who it'll be. Natalia? <laughs> uh, Why do I feel like Aaliyah's Canadian? She is. Okay, so do that. Remember they were... She was in the Peterborough. She was saying rather. she was from Toronto to get heel heat in Peterborough. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen Jade in a while, it feels like. She sounded good. She usually does, but this is her doing her thing, and it's not any different or unique or anything else. So she's still undefeated. She still wants to fight people. Cool. How is it that she's held the title for this long? Uh, how long has it been? I have to check now. I don't... <laughs> well, she's 53-0, so... A yeah, real... it's been over a year, I know. But, a real long uh, time. Let's see. Roster. Okay. All right. All right. And she only um, had one baddie with her, I think, right? Yeah, on she's this down one. to one. 390 plus days. Nice. <laughs> Good for Somebody her. Somebody beat her. I and swear to God, she's held the title longer than Kenny Omega had his, longer than the Bucks had theirs, longer than Baker and let me ask you, Oh my God. Has it made this championship prestigious? It's the one I care the least about. Exactly. So at some point, and I really, really want to like Jade, right? Because you did. look at her. And she's... And yes, early on, I would be like considering how long she's wrestled. She's pretty good, but it's like there's a plateau, or we We're don't way see past her that now. right. And so I don't know. At this point, they either they need to pull the plug, or 
they need to do something with her because this was just more of the same. Like the box held it for only 302 days. So she's she's like 80 something days past the box, which is outrageous. And then I think Omega, I want to say Omega's either longer or okay, Omega's through. She's held the title longer than Omega did. What wow. is this? What is this? I don't know. Huh? 346 days for Omega. What is this? Now I feel like they're kind of spinning their wheels because they don't quite know what to do with her. Exactly. So it's just the holding pattern, kind of. Which is annoying because now... It is. Now it's just, she's held it longer than Moxie, Jericho, and Omega had there. She's held it longer than every AEW world champion so far. And also... um. Bucks. That's what I was looking for. And let's let's just look at Baker and Sheeta just to make myself more angry. So she's held along. Yeah, Sheeta was three seventy two. So Sheeta's the closest. Right. And then Baker was two ninety. So she's held a hundred days longer than Baker has, and longer than Thunder Rosa too. And she's probably as good as Thunder. Okay. Uh, she's on par with Thunder Rosa. I'll be mean for now. <laughs> um. So that sucks. Um. And I would just like to mention CM Punk's second title run lasted for three days. So that's pretty funny. Cool. All right, keep um, moving. Next, we have Jass, which is Jericho, Guevara, and Garcia. Just in case you were afraid you wouldn't see Jass this week, you get the multiple times. Here's the first one. Super <laughs> exciting. Uh, they're taking on AR Fox and Top Flight. Um, some notables, Angelo Parker distracted Dante for a split second, then Garcia caught a springboard dive attempt with a punch to the face. Dante hit a monkey flip to Guevara after being worked over on the commercial break. Is that the one where he like, flipped an extra... Mm-hmm. Revolution almost, yeah. Mm-hmm. Looked cool. I uh, made the hot take it to Fox. He gets a flurry of offense capped off with a diving double cutter. And then he hits that implosion sent onto the outside to Guevara. Uh, then the finish comes when Hager hits Darius with a bat cheap, sh- cheap shot. And then Jericho pins him for the win. Yeah. Uh, Post match, Parker says, We just witnessed the greatest AEW trios victory of all time after Revolution. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Menard says, Tonight marks a year of jazz. And then he re- reiterates the line from their theme, sports entertainers, whatever. Um, Garcia says after tonight's win, they should be number one contenders for the trios titles. For sure. When That's how it works. When have they been a trio before? Right. Win one match, form your trios, and you're good. This is what happens when you don't have rankings. Yeah. Uh, Jericho says they are deeming themselves the next challengers. Hooray. <sighs> and he calls out the House of Black now, and then the lights go out, which I thought was them, but then cleverly they use that to set up the Elite's entrance, so that was mm-hmm. kind of cool, actually, because I thought it'd be House of Black. Uh, we get their theme. They come out. Omega says, for the better part of three years, they haven't gotten involved in each other's business. Cause I, I forgot that Omega and Jericho do have pretty famous history. Two best things out of Winnipeg. Right? Omega Probably. and Don Callis. Mm-hmm. Um, but Don Callis uh, cuts him off and says, uh, everyone knows that the Elite established the trio's titles, and after Revolution, they are their number one contenders and not Jazz. And he agrees that Jericho is one of the best of all time. But unfortunately, he's only the second best from Winnipeg and says he'd be number three if Callis had some time to train. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, lights go out and House of Black appear on the Tron. Black says they're equally deserving to be humiliated in their hometown. Huh? We getting a three-way triple They're equally threat? deserving? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I'd say, well, if you're going on who's more deserving to be to have a title shot, then it's the Elite. Yes, But if easily. you're more deserving to be humiliated, probably Jazz, because they suck. So I guess that makes it even. I don't know. Um... And if they want them, then the lights go out. They appear on the ramp in between the Elite on the stage and Jazz in the ring. And Black says, come get them. And the House of Black disappear. Woo! Yeah, match-wise, I find Top Flight and Fox really entertaining. And I think they fit together really well. Like them as a trios team on the rise, for sure. Again, maybe not a title holder, but not out of the question. But definitely useful in the division. Uh, AR Fox just 
impresses me every time that we see him. Um, again, I guess, is the story that Jericho can't hang with the youth in this company and needs to cheat to win. I, I don't know. Um, and not only did Jazz get a match, but they get a rambling promo afterward and just get to inject themselves into the title contention for the trios after one match and randomly forming a trio. So I, I don't know. This was the match itself was fine because I feel like it was top flight and Fox got to showcase more than the other guys did. But I feel a little bit sorry for the elite and House of Black getting tangled up in ja in Jazz right now. And the aftermath was. Too long for me. I do hope but it's temporary. It seems like a temporary thing. I think so for too. For Winnipeg, it gets them both on the right. card, and also it should be fun. But it should. But I don't. I'm okay with Jazz taking some time off, man. But it's never gonna happen. Um, the match was fine. Uh, Jazz didn't do a whole lot that stood out to me. And Top Flight and Fox was a bright spot to me, of course. If anything, they should be in that three way and opposed to Jazz winning one random match and declaring themselves title contenders. Regardless of how we got here, three ways trios match is interesting at least. No DQ, and uh, should be good given the talent involved, provided they get a good amount of time. I mean, what's better than a trios match? You level up and you add exactly. another trio. Exactly. Always leveling up. Yeah, exactly. Um, next, we get a Brian Danielson promo post um, Revolution main event. So I borrowed from TGR, so credit to him. And then also, he had like the quotes word for word, so that's cool. So it'll be kind of like from Danielson. So uh, Danielson said, um, I always thought I was doing this for my kids. You know, I was forced to retire, and I wanted to teach them. If you love something, you got to fight for it. What I realized out there tonight, Max was right. You know, this whole time, my whole career, I've been legs, lungs, heart, and never giving up. That's always what I thought was best, always to fight, just to fight and fight and fight and fight. Uh, when I woke up from being unconscious and I'm in the LaBelle lock, my first instinct was to fight. Um, as I was fighting, I realized I can't feel my arms and my left leg didn't have any strength anymore. I mean, and when Max said after the Ironman match, I wouldn't be able to play uh, with my kids, it dawned on me he's right. I was putting myself before my family. Uh, more than tapping out, that made me more ashamed than anything else. It's time for me to go home. Uh, I thought this was absolutely amazing. It was fantastic. I was like captivated by every word of it. It felt 100% real. Oh, I love it because it adds so many more layers to the finish. Right. It makes it make way more sense. And then also, I really love that all of MJF's efforts pre-match like everything he was saying exactly. to get in Danielson's head and you know psych him out it actually did pay off yep. in addition to like all the physical targeting as well to the arm but like it, you see it's actually paid off there it actually got um to Danielson in the end and as far as we know that's the only thing saving MJF here right yeah. like he could have like if that hadn't gotten through Danielson and that had like if he had just kept fighting he could have probably beaten MJF there I say so I really like that because this like in hindsight, makes the match so much better. And I love that it was, they made the choice to do it directly after the match instead of waiting to dynamite because he's like, the emotions are running high immediately after the loss, right? And he's just having a reflective moment and this is what comes out. Super believable delivery, like captivating segment for me. Um, And I hope he, he could take some time off here to rest, right? And then I when think he, that's what that is, right? And then when he returns, the crowd's going to go bananas and he's got a built-in something he can go back to if they want or whatever. But I, yeah, I thought this was incredible. Like one of my favorite little, not not too long, right? But just fantastic. I love mm -hmm. this. Yeah, yeah, I think this was one of the best promos of the night. Yeah. Um, it, it was really good. It wasn't long, but it, it was it was awesome. It, they did a lot here with, um, the sh with just a little promo. Yep, I loved it. Mm -hmm. Um, Next we get more Blackpool with Moxley and Claudio taking on Dark Order, Silver, and Reynolds. 
Um, so Black Bull attacked him right from the get-go, which kind of harkens back to OG Black Bull with Mox and Danielson. I'm just uh, adding that Danielson segment to the best of list. So because I make random notes at the bottom of, of just stuff, so I'm adding that there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a bit of a brawl on the outside. Uh, Anna, Alex Reynolds gets a hot tag flurry. Uh, he goes for a middle rope dive, but Claudio shoves him off and out of the ring. The Moxley hits him with a running knee on the outside. Um, Silver tags in after Reynolds took a lot of offense, and he and Mox have a bit back and forth. He does like that signature of the pump kick to the back of the head while Mox is leaning on the rail rope, and then a German suplex for two. <laughs> Cat shadow under um, the Silver and Reynolds go for the usual combo, but Moxley counters Reynolds into a sleeper hold, and Claudio uh, takes out Silver, then Mox hits Reynolds with a half and half. Uh, then Mox submits Reynolds with a front face lock submission, and then continues choking him with the sleeper, and then the bulldog choke after the match. Evil Uno runs out and attacks Mox until Yuta attacks him from behind. So Black will beat them down. Uh, and then Hangman comes out with Ghost Town Triumph. Let me make it Absolutely. clear. Absolutely. Let me make it clear. Even I noticed that, and yes. I don't generally. And that's how you know it's good. Right? <laughs> uh, he hits a shot to Claudio and, like, just, like, like pushing him off. And then Blackpool just, like, the switch flipped. And yes. they just gang up on him until the, until the refs come out. Yeah, um, I like Dark Order, and they looked good in this match. But, I mean, I'm not sure they should be having a competitive 10-minute match with Mox and Claudio at this point, right? You've got Moxley, who's one of the top names in the company and claudio who's the champion of ring of honor so i feel like also like maybe mox should have taken a week off to sell the intensity of that bloodbath he had with page like three days before uh i thought the match was entertaining we got the combination stuff i love from dark order i'm not sure it made a ton of sense here but i guess the point is we're using dark order to like firmly establish that blackpool are now a violent heel group right which comes through more on Ring of Honor with Yuta as well. Which would be interesting if that, how that's going to clash with Danielson because he just right. kind of had the opposite epiphany. Right, so but I guess also conveniently he's going home for a while so Blackpool can do their thing without him and he could come back and have pro- issues with it and fight his way up to Moxley, which I would be fine with too. I don't know. That'd be interesting. There's options. I would like to see Danielson and Claudio. I feel like that's something we haven't really seen. That too. Right, you could have. Like, I I think Moxley would be the final boss, but Me just too. like in that thing, I don't know if I've ever seen like Dan Bryan versus Cesaro. If that's what you want to call it, I don't remember that. That would be a good ROH happened. title match if you put it on a pay per view. If they're doing such give dance in that belt one more time, right? Um, solid TV tag. I like the up digression from Blackpool. Uh, worked well against Silver Reynolds. I think you're right. They kind of fas- they help facilitate the heel turn, especially Silver because who doesn't love him? He's just too lovable so he it really works in blackpool's favor i think uh, i thought we had some solid actions finish was cool uh with mox like kind of halting that usual flurry they go for um which i think is smart because there's so many moves that they do there they're, they're you're bound to catch them if you really watch yeah. out so i think that was kind of cool post match was fine but hallelujah we got hangman scene back uh ghost town triumph <laughs> that's is the key takeaway that's that is the key takeaway if anything um, I wonder if it was always meant to come back or if it was just like a temporary thing for the show or I feel like the if no one was, liked yes. the song, he rocked a revolution and then also it was, the, it was on the go home show because I noticed something that was different. I'm just like, I don't vibe with that. I know I didn't. Um, Nobody it might could. be my favorite current theme right now because it's definitely one of the ones I would be and was the most mad about it being changed. Yeah, like I, that, I was annoyed too I, and I don't care usually. <laughs> yeah, like that's uh, it was, it's a huge outrage for me. I, uh, it's got a nice chill tone to it and it's is perfect for him like i that's, agree i don't know how they got that but like i think he had it even before ew but it's just it's perfect for him it is his theme so yep i think it's perfect even there's like that there was that variant version he used when dark order had the um 
the five on five tag that um it's made by the same guy who did ghost town triumph so it's really similar it's the, that one's called hangman's tail mm-hmm. that's the one they use for that multi-man tag where it has like the big video package in the entrance and that one's great too because yep. that one's like really similar and honestly i wouldn't even care if you used either one of those but i like that they stuck just back with not the, original. the revolution one just not whatever song that was i know that's a real song i don't i don't want it right um Next, you get an acclaimed interview. Uh, Bowen said that things didn't work out at Revolution. Uh, they're in Scissormento, and they're going to get back the tag titles. Um, Caster went to speak, but uh, 2.0 interrupted. Hey, more jazz. Perfect. <laughs> Amazing. Remember, you used to love them. I, I do like 2.0, but there's yeah. this group, I'm, I'm over it. I saw something from NXT. I forgot they were Everize. I told you, Ever- I remember every week, I'd be like, Everize is cool, and you'd be like, no, they're terrible. They're jobbers, whatever. I'm like, they're, they're cool. Canadian too. Now they're as a bonus. They're just annoying now. Um, and they try to recruit the acclaimed. Yep, they do. So good luck. This is fine. I don't want or care about this. Yeah, I don't care. More jazz. My only note. Literally two words. This, or a word just, and an acronym. Stop this because it's just like everything. It's like gonna drag out too long and right. it's not interesting. Like I don't know. It's kind of like we don't have anything for people to do. I throw a couple members of jazz on them. Why do, they keep, think, why do they keep thinking people want to be sports entertainers? Like they tried to recruit Starks, they tried to recruit recruit the acclaimed, but they only lean into it here and there, right? And then they kind of forget it. I don't know. It's Jazz main well, event. Who cares? Garcia should have been in. Not, sorry, not who cares about the main event. Uh, it was I cared it was okay. for. I cared for a long time, and then I cared not so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next, we get Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, falls kind of anywhere for the TNG title. Hoss fight indeed. It's weird falls kind of anywhere though because it's pinfalls, knockout, or surrender, which I don't like because it's too close to Texas death for me. Like I was saying yeah. to you, like I don't, I know all like the Noni Q, like you have no Q, no holds barred straight fight. Those are all pretty interchangeable, but like, and this would be like making falls kind more like last man standing in WWE. I don't like that because I feel like Texas death that's fine because it's like last man standing also a submission, but like falls kind of are supposed to be like. Your average no holds barred match, just you can, you can pin them. Anywhere. It can extend elsewhere, right? I don't think it needs to have the last man staying elements because then it feels less different to me. So. And even in the moment, I thought they kind of spoiled it by remember they specifically pointed out, oh, it's falls or how did they say it? knockout or whatever? And I'm like, why? Why did they? Sounds like a foreshadow. They went really out of their way to let me know it's not just a pinfall that can mm-hmm. win this, which ended up being which the case. Is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, the match starts backstage, and they're brawling on a car. There's a suplex on the hood from uh, from Hobbs. Uh, they're back in the ring post-commercial break, and Wardlow hit an F10 for two. Swanton from the top by Wardlow through Hobbs um, Look, on a table really on the good. outside. Nailed it. Uh, that got a two count. There's a powerbomb on the entrance ramp from Wardlow. Uh, we went to powerbomb Hobbs off the stage uh, at the top, but uh, QT Marshall what? attacks Wardlow from because... behind. I don't know. I remember there was, I swear, like, the factory were going after Starks, I think, in that feud. And, like, I think and that's the what it was. Done. I think they QTO'd him one or something. Yeah, because it was something his word, he did say his word I was I think whatever. that's what it was, because I, kn- I know, I know they know. were slightly involved in something, and I think it was the Starks feud. But I don't I know wanna, if you noticed this, it was. it's QT Marshall. Oh, I did notice that, oh, actually. Okay. I picked up on that. Yeah. Uh, he, he attacks Wardlow with the chair, and then he helps Hobbs powerbomb Wardlow off the stage on some breakaway thing. Should have been tables. It was looked like a pretty comfy landing. Not only to did be it honest. not break a lot, but it's like it was too high up to like it didn't really create much of a drop. That's part of the he didn't really allure. sink into much. Right, that's yeah. part of the allure of the throwing them off the stages. Like you get a bit of a drop, and usually it's on the tables or something. That's why it works better. But 
This wasn't it. Warlow can't beat the 10 count. Hobbs gets the win. Yeah, I, this started out as like a fun Haas fight, like the suplex on the car and then um, Hobbs got back body drop through the windshield that looked painful, right? And it was like what I would hope for. It's entirely high impact stuff as it should be. And then the finish just really cheapened it for me. First of all, I don't want Hobbs needing help from other people. Look at the guy. He should be just able to win on his own. I don't want him tangled up with QT Marshall. I don't want QT Marshall being like the lasting final image from an episode of Dynamite. I don't understand. Um, <laughs> at, least, at least he doesn't have the factor anymore. The oh, history we're gonna be- miss Cole Carter. Yeah, but the history between QT and Hobbs is unclear to me and only vaguely explained. Like, why can't Hobbs just be a killer on his own? I'm really hoping this is a one-off to get him the belt and then he's on his own just being cool because he is and i don't even i think he's fine talking for himself too so i don't want him partnered up here he should be on his own i was really enjoying the match but the finish came really suddenly and was not something i wanted um so i'm kind of torn on this main event to be honest with you i think Mm -hmm. it was on its way to being really cool and then it was kind of cut short by a finish i would never ever ever want you um, yeah, I thought it was solid. I don't, it felt really short to me. Like, it kind of, it was it, it did. good, but it was underwhelming to me. Like, I was really hoping for more, so I didn't love it. It just felt kind of underwhelming to me. Um, yeah, the finish is not great. Hobbs could have easily done this on his own, and honestly, yes. I think it should have been, he should have pinned him. Like, I don't think we need the last man standing kind of thing. Honestly, that makes it less yes. climactic for me. I agree. Um, because you have to wait, and usually by, like, the last bit, you can tell if they're going to get up or not. Yeah. Uh, and QT Marshall adds nothing for me, so this was fine, I guess. Uh, yeah, overall, this show, I liked the opener, and I guess I could say I liked most of the main event, but neither of them, I think we can agree, are like an elite AEW match on TV even. Um, and then in between, we got like a fun 10-minute trios match, a solid Blackpool tag match. The women's match was nothing special, and that was it in ring. Um, really liked... MJF's promo loved loved Danielson's segment and Hangman's interview was good as well so enough to keep me entertained but not a standout show at all so for me it was just a solid B this week um the in-ring was a little bit underwhelming but we got some solid segments along the way yeah the matches in general were fine and surprisingly this shows better on the strength of some of the promos like MJF was typically awesome um Hangman was really good and Danielson blew it out of the water. Like, Agreed. that was incredible. Um, I thought the tag match was pretty solid with Dark One Blackpool. Um, Hangman seems back, so that's, uh, <laughs> that's a win. Note. <laughs> that's just, that bumps up the show a little bit. They, 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 assured, plus plus. they assured me that Ghost Town Triumph is staying intact. Right. So that's okay. Uh, Ruby Soho was fantastic, so obviously that makes it an <laughs> A+. Plus. Yeah. Um, but... In all seriousness, I think this was a fine show. I think I'd probably give it a a B because I would I as great as some of the promos were. I would rather have some like I'd have I'd like to have those bolstered by some great matches. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for me, the opener Which was a was, little absent. The opener was my match of the night, and it was just it good, was fine, right? Yeah. So yeah, okay. Uh, now we'll move into. Wow, we're already at two hours. I knew it was going to be lengthy, but that's okay. I remember some people were like, "The longer the better," sort of thing. They will listen to us. For as long as we take, which well, I find they're, they're a strange, it, they're getting it, I guess, a strange affliction for people to that have. But would be weird, I love it. Yes. Uh, so now we'll go into some trivia in the segment we always call "Off the Top of His Head." Mm-hmm. 
All right, so this week is quite specific and I think very challenging. So you do have options. Uh, I think I found it from what culture, correct? Oh, nice. It is, um, how much do you know about AEW 2021? Okay. Which is fresh probably in your mind fairly, but it's really specific. So let me know uh, if you want. I think you'll probably want options for most of them, but there's 15 questions. Number one is... What was the first Dynamite match contested in 2021? I don't know. Okay, options? Yeah. Cody Rhodes, Matt Seidel, Abaddon, Hikaru Shida, The Acclaimed and Hybrid 2 versus SCU and Young Bucks, Jake Hager, Wardlow. You got the eight-man tag one. That is correct. Very nice. good. You already got one more than I got on this. I kind of just went through really fast and got zero. So <laughs> you're winning. Which member of the Dark Order teamed with Adam Page against Team Taz? On the 11th of June episode. I feel like it was... You want options? Silver. Uh, Preston Vance. Press 10 Vance, sorry. Gross. Colt Cabana. Alan Angels. John Silver. I thought it was Silver, but it I feel is. like it's Vance. It is Vance. Very oh, good. Nice. What match main evented Dynamite when it received its first point five or above 18 to 49 demographic rating? Wow, that's hard. Well, we might get it, though. Perez and Penta... Versus the Young Bucks. Jer- Perez and Penta? Or, sorry, uh, Kingston and Penta. Okay. I don't know what I was saying. Uh, versus the Young Bucks. Jericho versus Kate, uh, Nick Gage. Moxley versus Minoru Suzuki. Or Baker versus Soho. I remember the tag match really well. I'll go with that. It is not. It's Moxley Suzuki. Gross. In what order did these... these this is one I think you'll get. In what order did these special Dynamite episodes occur? Okay. So what order did they occur? Okay, I'm just going to say, I'll use the first answer as Fight for the Fallen, Fighter Fest, Road Rager. So what's the correct order of those? Road Rager, Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen. Correct. You, yeah. no, I, you could give me 20, get, well, I guess after 20, I'd, I'd hit the right combination, but you know what I mean? I would Yeah, not. no, I know. I, Fighter Fest is always usually like, it's like Fight for the Fallen is the week after. I feel like another one you might be able to figure out. Which of these wasn't an entrant in the Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royal? Okay. Lee Johnson, Pillman Jr., Seidel, Kazarian. Actually, that's pretty hard. Kazarian? No, Side, uh, Pil- Pillman Jr. Oh, apparently. That, I don't, I'm throwing on his card. Who was eliminated first in the Elite versus Adam Page and Dark Order 10-man elimination match? Reynolds, Grayson, Silver, Uno. I feel like it was Reynolds. It though. was Reynolds. Yeah, just because he's the... I feel like because he's like... He's no always the he's, lowest on the He's my... Pole. Like, he's the one I probably care least about, but, like, I feel like that was going to trick me. Nope. I, I thought that might trick me. Of Darby Allen's nine TNT championship defenses, I guess, in that year, which one was the shortest? Okay. Ready? Preston Vance, J.D. Drake, Scorpio Sky, Joey Janela. J.D. Drake. Correct. Just because it's J.D. Drake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Telegraph that one. <laughs> How long did the inaugural Blood and Guts match last? I don't know. 7, 17, 27, or 37 minutes? I'm going to go 17. Correct. That's I, what it just. I feel like 27 is not would be enough. Like, 27's pushing it. You're right, because that would be like, I feel like that'd be normal if that was a pay per view. But I, I know crazy. it was on Dynamite, right? So it would have to be like decently long, but not too long. Yeah, because 7 and 37 are kind of off the table. Yeah, and 27 maybe, but that's pushing it because so, that, that's like a quarter of the show almost. Some solid rationale. Yeah. I think you'll know this. Maybe not even with options. Who did CM Punk face in his in ring debut? Darby Allen. No. Yeah. No. 
Yeah. In 2021? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. It's not even an option. What? Who then? Daniel Garcia, Powerhouse Hobbs, Bobby no. Fish, or no, Matt Seidel? No, 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 no. Is it Hobbs? Matt, or sorry, Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish? What? No. Who did CM his Punk fr- face in his Dynamite in ring? Dynamite. Debut? Okay, that's so, not fair. I was sorry. Debut. Did I not say that? I don't know, but that that might be partially on me because I was thinking all out. Instantly. Robert Fish. Yay! Which of and, these? Yeah, and he was like, he could have beaten Punk if he wanted to. Which of these things didn't happen on the final Dynamite Dynamite before AEW returned to live touring? Wow. Good okay. Luck. Sure. Vicky Guerrero's in ring return. Eddie Kingston and Penta defeating the Young Bucks. That never happened. Wait, actually, wait. No, 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 no. no. They beat them in the Eliminators. That might have happened. Actually. Malachi Black's AEW debut. That. Bru- that? Correct. Why would you know that? Because he debuted at Road Rager, and that wasn't crowds. Oh, aren't you clever? I, my instant thought was Vicky Guerrero, because what? But no, um, right. then I, I knew Black debuted crowds there, and he kicked Arn Anderson. The final option was Pillman challenging for TNT Championship. What was the stipulation Gross. for Chris Jericho versus Juventud Guerrero, Guerrera, sorry, oh. in the five labors? He had to beat him with the top rope move, right? Because then he did the top Correct. rope juice effect. My goodness, boy. Yeah. The yeah. labors of Jericho, baby. Yeah. How many strikes did Anthony Agogo execute in his Dynamite debut in April? One. Correct. <laughs> the gut punch, baby. Yeah, what the... are you talking about? Devastating. What are you talking about? That's easy. How did Miro defeat Darby Allen for the TNT Championship? Like pinfall, submission, knockout, submission? referee's decision. Or knockout. Uh, submission, right? Like, nope. Knockout? Nope. He pinned him? Referee's decision. Oh, because he'd probably just knocked kept him out. Hold on. Or whatever. Uh, who did Roby, Roby Soho, Ruby Soho <laughs> yeah. defeat in the first TBS Championship match aired on Dynamite? Oh, like the tournament, I guess. I guess because she won yeah the one. first the okay. first tournament match Statlander Ford Deeb Velvet it was Ford it was Ford because she she said she beat Statlander but I know that Good wasn't the first Penelope round. yeah how many times did Kenny Omega wrestle on Dynamite in 2021 ready okay 15 17 19 21 okay so uh, we'll go 17 15 damn it you don't know anything uh, middle of the pack is always a good move. That was the final question. You did pretty well. I thought that was like super hard. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Very, very much details. But anyways, yes. good job. All right, so now we'll move into highlighting and lowlighting other stuff from the week of wrestling that we watched in our, I was going to say penultimate. Do you have figuring or not? Uh, Like minimal. So it is penultimate segment that we like to call high spots and rest holds. All right, you're first. I'll try and go through mine fast because I got a bunch, but I did three shows this week, but you've got a couple shows. I don't know. You generally have fewer high spots and rest holds than me. So do you have anything for, that would be raw first, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I saw some stuff that I liked. Oh uh, yeah. So the main high spot I wanted to talk about was Jay Uso coming back. Yes. Uh, and Sammy beat Jamie Uso one-on-one and then Jay aligned with Sammy, but that was false. And he super kicked J- Sammy. Yeah, it was well done. And the Usos beat him down with Solo until Cody make the save. I saw the that. Save. So that was cool. It was um, cool. And then he, the follow-up promo on SmackDown was fine. I don't, not, I'm just going to kind of mention now because I didn't really, wasn't like super notable. But like, yeah. it was solid. And like, I saw people saying like, I really like the fan theories with this because obviously it's an actually good story. So you can have that. Correct. Uh, and like, that he saw like, because like Roman's putting it all on Jimmy, right? So if, if Jay didn't fall back in line, Jimmy's kind of, he's 
gonna bite the dust or whatever yeah uh and so like the theory is like jay's kind of doing that to kind of cover jimmy's ass uh-huh know? and Which then they'll eventually split from roman down the road together. maybe right like yeah. i don't know or or maybe he's just legit turning on sammy he's like yeah that's, that's his blood right it's just his brother and it's like blood is thicker than water they say i'm like that's true that's it like a shark in like shark smells water <laughs> like a shark it? smelling water yeah exactly um, but like I, don't, I feel like it could be like it could be that or like he's just he's not sticking with Roman. he's sticking with his brother and yeah. it's not like i don't know maybe he didn't want to stay with sammy i don't know i i feel like it could be a ploy like maybe he does want to stay with sammy but i feel like if he wanted he wouldn't attack sammy if he didn't want to you know what i mean so maybe he's just more like i don't know i feel like he has actually turned on sammy to a degree if you know what i mean and the uso that's making the decision is doing a great job of acting i never know jay? which one it is yeah like jay it's jay he's sure. the short-haired one whatever super good job and i also like that All they're the, i love his facial expressions i i noticed that that's right. like a key thing in the segment too. and they're intermingling other main event people so you've got like sammy and cody and i Roman. like cody in there All a lot in because... me too it helps him build his thing with Roman. Right. But also, it maintains the popularity with Sammy and Cody because I feel like if you downplay one of them, it you're kind of hurting yourselves no matter what. And what was it? Ring of Honor? That something? Remember, I used to say like, or maybe it was AEW, where like in real life you're not on an island AEW, in an angle with somebody else. You're still interacting with other humans and maybe and creating like conflict or bonds or whatever. I saw a thing. It was in the background of one segment that Cody was talking to Kevin Owens, and people were saying like. And WWE's made note of that on their account, so maybe it's like that's he I could like be that. he could be trying to get Kevin Owens to work with Sammy, right? Like, because I think that has to be where that goes, right? But, yeah, I think so. Um, people interact with other people, right? So this is a a realistic thing to have happening mm-hmm. where you're kind of involved in more than one thing. Mm-hmm. So I quite liked it yeah. too. Uh, then my rest hold from uh, Raw was the Logan Paul Rollins segment. Um, I didn't see much of it, but all I, I need all I need to see was that lame knockout for Logan to make this a rest hold. One lucky shot is pretty apropos because you, you got to be real lucky to win with a punch like that. Like it was like it was oh, the whole like just because he did boxing a bit yes. like that. Like it was not a knockout shot. Like if I can I can find it real quick. It's not it's not that great. Like it's was raw the Cena promo. With, yes, um, I'm I like gonna that. mention that after I just, I have to find the Logan Paul thing. Cause it's it's not it didn't wow. Maybe me. he's been training with a go go. Here it is. Wait, wait. Is this, yeah, okay, so just, it's coming. I think this is, so I think he stomps Miz, right? Yeah, or something what like an that. outfit or on their always. You see that? Yeah. That, it's weak. It's not like, great. He just like, it's in like the world of wrestling, him. it's not going to kill somebody. It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. So anyways, Logan Paul, but that match is happening. And then the high spot was the Cena Theory segment. Um, Cena roasted Theory a lot here, but it's pretty good. I'm typically it. not a fan of his promo style, especially lately, like especially in recent years. I don't think it works for me. This one definitely hit better because sometimes it just feels like I'm something, but it just rubs me the wrong way every time. But this one yeah. worked better. Um, and hopefully this is used to put over theory in a big way because he didn't get it here, of course. I like that um, um, he's kind of pointing out like theory thinks he's this super megastar and Cena's literally going like you don't get a reaction. In fact, they're sweetening the react. I can't believe he mentioned that, right? Like the producers are adding in a reaction because you're not getting one and that basically like i'm doing you a favor here buddy sort mm-hmm. of thing right so i i liked it yeah yeah his current reign has been solid but he needs to be elevated or leveled up and because <laughs> he could be great i guess yeah yeah 
Uh, then my last one's from SmackDown, so you can go. All right, so NXT was roadblocked this week. So again, because it's a special episode, they generally do some sort of unique beginning where it like previews all of the matches and summarizes stuff for us. I really like this one because they use Tiffany Stratton. Um, I thought she, A, did a really good job, and it, I thought it was a smart way to get her on the show because she's not in a match, right? And she's, uh, she's going to be a prominent figure going forward for this company for sure. Um, probably the next opponent for Perez. So I thought this was a clever way to get her involved and that she did a really good job. Mm -hmm. The opening match was a high spot for me as well. It was the jailhouse street fight between Tony D and Dijak. And to win this, it was the fact that you had to place the other man in a cage and latch the door closed. So um, I enjoyed this. It was quick, but they did a lot. So there was a belly-to-belly -belly on the floor onto a nightstick by Tony D'Angelo. I don't know if the nightstick was supposed to be there, but it did look like it would have been painful. We did get high justice from Dijak onto a chair that looked good. There was a huge springboard elbow drop to Tony D'Angelo through a table at ringside that looked good, kind of a la MJF in that match mm -hmm. as well. And I think within this, there was the continued story of the loyalty between Tony and um, Stax. Like Tony could have closed the door and won sooner, um, but Dijak had was holding on to stacks and was kind of like fine lock me in here and i'm gonna beat the crap out of your boy in here right so then d'angelo didn't close the door and then um Dijak at one point had tony d in was about to close the door and it was well done stacks like, heel turning you make a big face out of stacks so stacks just dove head first kind of from off camera in to stop the door from closing like sacrificing himself which was really good and I didn't even notice in real time, but as he dove in, he also threw a crowbar into the ring. I only saw it on the replay from a different angle. And so uh, D'Angelo's used the crowbar before, right? So that made sense. And he used it to beat the crap out of Dijak and win the match. So um, it was only 12 minutes, but I thought it was really fun. With uh, They stuck a lot of action and some cool spots in there. Uh, Dijak continues to have good matches, but not much else, right? They need to sort of reboot mm -hmm. him somehow. And... Um, and Tony and his loyalty story was going on and still pretty good here. Uh, another high spot, I thought Roxanne Perez gave a really solid babyface promo ahead of her main event defense against Mako. Kind of generic content, but really well delivered and believable. And we always say, like, believable babyfaces are hard to come by, right? And Perez is one already, and she's, what, 21 or whatever she is? So are her promos perfect and stuff? No, but she does a really good job with what they give her. Rest hold, I know you're going to be surprised to hear this, but it's the Briggs, Jensen, Fallon, Henley. No way. Kiana James. So they're back, they're to, so good though. back to jumping to conclusions again. So multiple segments I'll summarize here. Um, what was it? James has flowers on her desk because Briggs goes to talk to her, right, in her new office because she's been officing. And the fun part is listening to like the generic, like, I can't remember the things she says, but it's basically business like, talk. I'm a businesswoman and my business stuff has been keeping me very busy with business kind of stuff, right? So she has flowers on her desk that um, Briggs initially assumes are from Jensen, but James is quick to sort of grab the card so that he can't see it. And immediately in another segment later, Henley and Briggs assume the worst, right? Again, about this, they didn't learn their lesson the first time. And I still don't care, but I probably... I put only would have when I was about 13 because that's what it feels like to me. So I think the idea is going to end up that James is actually married and she kind of did all of this to get title, whatever. I don't care. It's fine. To get the um, women's tag titles. Woo! Another rest hold is Gallus. I'm pretty sure are supposed to be baby faces right now. Um, so they're in ring calling out pretty deadly. They pretty deadly show up in the balcony. 
and we're supposed to like Gallus and not Pretty Deadly, but Gallus are really bland and were just heals a couple weeks ago, while Pretty Deadly are almost always thoroughly entertaining. So the crowd wasn't into this and neither was I. A high spot, Dragonov had his response to the McDonough cool like eye doctor segment last week. And Dragonov says that the eyes are the window to the soul, but JD has no soul and sort of along that those sort of lines. I think he sounds really good and like you can believe that he wants to destroy uh, McDonough when he gets his hands on him. So I'm pretty pumped that I'm sure a stand and deliver match. And that feels like takeover-ish to me worthy almost because yeah. those guys are awesome. So um, Johnny takeover. high spot for me was a six-man tag that over-delivered was the Creeds and Breaker. They beat Indashir and Jinder Mahal with a Brutus ball, uh, doomsday device sort of thing. I don't know if that's their new finisher, but it's a way to use the Brutus ball. You know they want to keep using it, right? So You can use it, but I don't think it needs to finish anything. Julius hit a beautiful 450 at one point, which was a bit surprising. Uh, better than I expected, Indushir are kind of a solid big man tag team. I felt like Jinder didn't do a ton in this. And the Creeds and Braun, we talked about it last week. Like They fit really well together. Remember, um, they were wearing matching singlets. You were around enough to see that, mm-hmm. right? Kind of plain blue, I think it was. And Breaker had Breaker a bit of writing on it. Rest hold for me, and I felt like it threw this entire show off, was the Grayson Waller effect. This was like a crazy long segment, and I think it, it did mess with the timing of the show from this point on because things felt really rushed and frantic after this. I think the crowd participation at the beginning of this, like all the chanting for HBK of different things sort of dragged this segment out. There were some good parts of it in the back and forth, but it was way too long. Michaels got flustered a couple times, maybe by the crowd getting involved when he didn't expect it to. But the bottom line is Waller ends up challenging Shawn Michaels, right? Michaels ends up sort of teasing whatever, but then it turns out it's going to be Grayson Waller taking on Johnny Gargano, who got an, aw- an awesome reaction from the crowd, right? He's an NXT guy. Um, so that'll be at stand and deliver. So I did not enjoy this segment and thought it was way too long and really condensed everything else. So this bitter blood feud between um, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, it's a rest hold for me. Gigi Dolan's already in the ring when we come back from a commercial. So I think one of the, maybe the victims of this, and also the match goes eight minutes. So it's basic action, including chin locks. Dolan wins pretty quickly, obviously, with the crucifix in what I would call a bland match, especially considering the build for this. I guess we're getting a rematch at Stand and Deliver, I would assume, right? I don't care. And again, this felt like it was a casualty of the HBK Waller segment going long. Only other thing I have is a high spot. I thought the main event was quite good. Uh, and it was crazy. The bell didn't ring for this until three minutes from the end of the show. Uh, so this week, they ended up getting about 12 minutes of overrun. And just an interesting thing, Mako has been wrestling longer than Perez has been alive, which is cool. <laughs> And I thought they had a really good match, especially the last half where Mako seemed to be like really kicking stiff, dialing things up here. Um, Mako hit Scorpio rising on the floor, but when she went for it again in the ring, Perez was ready, countered it into a roll-up for the rip, uh, the win. The finish wasn't super satisfying. Did and pro- they have one of the greatest n- women's matches in NXT history before? Is that right? Yeah. There was like a random one on TV and they're acting like it was the greatest thing. And I thought it was like, I thought it was good, but not amazing if I remember correctly. Yeah. So good main event. Perez is a huge talent for sure, especially considering her age. Aftermath was Mako respect, respect presents Perez with the title, raises her hand. Perez collapses face first onto the mat. Referees come out and it's funny because it was a whole bunch of referees and you can hear 
the first referee going like, why are you sending referees? Like, give me medical. Like, what are four more refs going to do when she's collapsed? But anyways, uh, Perez ends up, ends up leaving on a stretcher to end the show, kind of reminiscent of Shawn Michaels and Owen Hart from 95, right? Shawn collapsed after a bunch of punishment from Owen. But I would kept I watched it thinking, who's going to attack her while she's on the stretcher, right? And let's make a heel. Like, Stratton would have been a cool choice. But nothing. She's just collapsed and gone. So I don't know where they're going. Um, impact quickly. Rest hold opening segment. I think you caught some of it, followed by a match, because it was the obligatory Bully Ray comes out and speaks about his issues with Tommy Dreamer, and I couldn't care less. And then the match. Unfortunately, MASH is now wrapped up in this raid, and Mickey James... So uh, the match was Gujar, and it's a low blow. So Gujar wins by DQ after about three minutes as a once-promising talent continues to be fodder in a feud between two men who should be retired, in my opinion. Uh, Dreamer runs down, Masha runs down, Mickey James runs down, women brawl, Dreamer chases the heels away with a chair. Uh, Impact insists on giving Bully Ray time each and every week, and unless something changes, it's like slotted in as a rest hold for me, automatically. <laughs> High spot, uh, Gresham and Kushida. I don't know if you heard about that. Super tech, super technical, so technical. I'm surprised I liked it because sometimes I don't, but I really did. Um, one part they had like a handshake, it was past a little bit into the match where there's a break, they shake hands again, and they end up like all kinds of holds and counters for a little bit, and then they end up on their feet still shaking hands. You know what I mean? They never really broke wrist control or whatever the whole time, mm -hmm. so that was cool. Anyways, they each start targeting the other's left arm for a while. And Kushida ended up winning when he gets a pretty sudden hoverboard lock that um, Gresham taps almost immediately after 10 minutes. Very good match. Uh, lots of grappling, if that's what you're into. Then we go into a run of rest holds here. I almost paused it and got you to come down and watch it. I think this is when you said you might have fallen asleep for a bit before. So Killer Kelly's in the ring sitting on a chair backwards because that's how you do it when you're cool. Um, and it's Taylor Wilde involved too. I think Killer Kelly is cool as hell. But this made it seem like maybe live promos aren't her thing because it's been mostly recorded segments that I thought were kind of cool. Wild is cringeworthy as the witch character. I so she, oh, I saw a bit of that. She weird. came out to do her tarot cards and um, Killer Kelly refused to take one. So Taylor Wilde drew one for her and it was the tower. And I guess the implication was because Kylan King shows up and she's tall, right? Like a tower. She attacks Killer Kelly from behind. The actual attack looked pretty decent, but all of the speaking before it I thought was weak. And then that leads into, a, I don't know if it's directly after, I think there might have been one thing in between that it wasn't worth noting, but we get lots of supernatural nonsense because now the Death Dolls literally just teleport and magically appear to console Killer Kelly backstage, which you know I had to love. Uh, Rosemary tells her she needs to grasp the darker realm. Ugh. Um, Kelly doesn't seem convinced, but says that she can handle the two-on-one situation by herself. Kelly leaves, and then Kylan King and Taylor Wilde come in, challenge the Death Dolls to Knockout's tag team title match. Rosemary, oh, and Rosemary agrees as long as King and Wilde agree to put up the dark arts if they lose. So stipulation, you know so I. So she's gonna get wild if she loses. How about both of them put up their magical powers on the line? So or like, oh, anyways, I couldn't stand this. I put my final note. This was so bad, I almost made Jack watch it. <laughs> Rest hold again. We're in a little bit of a rut in this show. PCO and Eddie Edwards fight in a gravel pit or somewhere where there's lots of rocks and stuff. So it's kind of cinematic with a ridiculous dramatic music soundtrack. In my opinion, too loud and too constant. 
PCO in this one, because remember, Eddie, they kind of did this before, and Eddie got the upper hand and buried PCO. So this one's the reverse. Um, PCO, sorry, Eddie is about to bury PCO, or no, sorry, PCO is about to bury Eddie, and someone shows up in an SUV and runs over PCO. Eddie gets into the SUV, and they leave PCO for dead, although we see by the close-up on his face, and he's clearly not dead, like there's some movement there. And I guess the mystery is who's driving the SUV. I assume it's Alicia, but whatever. I just, it's too much. I didn't enjoy this at all. High spot, the main event, 17-minute match with uh, Mickey James successfully defending her knockouts title against Giselle, Giselle Shaw while Perrazzo's on commentary. Good back-and-forth match. Jay Vidal gets involved in the finish. Shaw rolls up Mickey James, but the ref is distracted long enough for Perrazzo to leave the commentary table and reverse the roll-up to allow Mickey James to pick up the win and retain, and I guess the idea is this is forwarding an angle between Shaw and Perrazzo. I thought the match was actually pretty good, um, and it stopped the string of a bunch of awful stuff that was in the second hour of the show. Uh, I guess that leads me to Ring of Honor. I only talk about three, four things, I think. High spot, I like the opening match. Samoa Joe defeated Tony Deppin in a quick opener. I think Deppin's really good at taking a beating and being resilient and firing back with flurries of offense, and Joe is great at dishing out beatings. So I thought they worked together only five and a half minutes, but Joe obviously ends up retaining with the muscle buster, but I was entertained. Uh, the pure title match, you were sort of watching it, the second screening it, right, with um, Thatcher and Wheeler Yuta. So a super technical, again, 13-minute match. So pure rules, each man here used all other rope breaks. Yuda used one his one closed fist he was allowed to. Uh, lots of arm targeting by Yuda was really good. And then he ended up winning with an illegal punch that the ref didn't see. And he applies, I think it was just a hammer lock, but in the ropes. And Thatcher used all of his rope breaks, so he ended up having to tap out. Uh, again, a lot of mat work, so maybe not everybody's cup of tea, but I really like this. Yuda and the uh, Combat Club are clearly showing more edge, and I think Thatcher's like a perfect fit for Pure Division, right? He's cool to watch. And he's also kind of more aggressive at that. Yes, uh, that was, I really like that match. Then we got, um, you watched this as well, I think you can confirm, an entertaining tag match. Aussie Open took on Tracy Williams and Rhett Titus, uh, built into what I thought was a really good 10-minute tag team match on TV. Aussie Open each hit a cool pile driver, right? In succession, we got a spinning tombstone by Fletcher. And then I called it the ankle yank version, right? Because yeah. it's like a devil inside, but a pile driver. Who was on the? Was it Titus? I can't remember either yeah. one of them. He so caught his foot and then shoved him down and then pulled him up. He basically grabs feet. both of the ankles and pulls them right up into a pile driver, and they won with their Coriolis uh, tandem finisher that looks pretty cool. And I think I've just kind of got Ozzy open as one of those group of wrestlers that I don't think can have a bad match. You know what I mean? Like, just, I'm always interested in watching them every time, no matter what, and I don't think I've ever been disappointed. Even when we saw them in what year was that? At an indie show? 2019. And we had no idea who they were. Yeah. And we were very entertained by them. Yeah. And then I thought a fantastic main event, one of my favorite women's matches in a while, I would say. It was Athena defending the ROH Women's Championship in a really physical match against Willow. I thought Athena did a really good job because sometimes I feel like she overdoes stuff, but I thought she did a good job of looking aggressive. She had a lot of snug strikes in this. Uh, Willow hit a nice power bomb on the apron and a nice Death Valley driver. Is it? They called it a Spicoli driver. Is that the same thing? Uh, it looked like it to I, me. I don't know. Anyways, looked really good. Athena eventually hit a wasteland on the ramp because I think she was teasing like running away from the match. Obviously, Willow followed her up there. 
wasteland, rolled Willow into the ring, hit her eclipse or whatever it's called now, I can't remember. And actually Willow, because she had taken the wasteland on the ramp, was sort of struggling to get up and it wasn't as awkward a transition into the eclipse as sometimes. Um, and then after the match, I like this too, Athena initially refused the code of honor and then ran over Willow with a belt shot. Uh, Willow's leaning up against the steel steps and takes the running double knees. And then Athena sort of shakes Willow's limp hand after kind of knocking her out, which I thought was a cool heel touch. I really got into this match by the end of it. Uh, I liked Athena's heel attitude. It wasn't too far. Sometimes her facial expressions and stuff, she's trying too hard. I thought she dialed it back and was good here. Far better than the vast majority of women's matches on Dynamite, unfortunately. And also ROH had two women's matches this week. Because Trisha Dora beat an 18-year-old prodigy, so win. who I can't remember what her name was. Remember I told, was it Starks, I think? Billy yeah. Starks? Yeah. She actually looked pretty good. Um, but that's something Dynamite never does, right? So I thought a really strong finish to a good episode of Ring of Honor. Again, it's pretty much no real storylines. They did have Eddie Kingston and Claudio sort of interact here. But lots of solid in-ring work, and it's just kind of match after match after match. Uh, so that's it for me. You have any SmackDown bits? The only one I have from SmackDown was the wrestle because they had the five way for the to see who face Gunther at Mania. Right. Um, and I figured they would be setting up a three way with him and Sheamus McIntyre. Uh, but the finish and how they went about it was so it is what stupid. we're getting. Uh, it seems like okay. It. Cause so Sheamus hit Wood to the mid or broke kick after like a bit of a stare down with McIntyre. Yeah. Then right after McIntyre hit a claimer at LA Knight. Then they simultaneously pinned both of those guys. For some reason, there's two refs. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, boy. Um. Anyways, it feels like a dumb way to get to the match. I figured we were getting, like, I'd rather them have, like, a double pinfall on, like, you know, like, were they both kind of their shoulders down or something? Right. Not, like, simultaneous. Because like, that's this not just a feels, thing. like, stupid and, yeah. like, convoluted. It's the thing you see in, like, shows doing wrestling that don't know wrestling. So does Knight have nothing going on so far for Mania? Because I feel like he's been doing, like... I heard he might fight Austin. From but... what I hear, like, he's getting really good reactions like crowds are getting oh, into i love him. it i love it Night. <laughs> i don't i kind of like i think he's a perfect fit for main roster wwe right like he yeah he's a good yeah even that little that stupid thing works for me it I, really I love, does i love that i do too um so yeah i figure they have to find something for him too. yeah i don't know <laughs> um but like and i saw like someone edit like um him and him going yeah and then austin going what yeah. like that's that that's funny. alone would that that's why they should do that match because that would be the best segment ever LA Knight is like the the perfect WWE main roster on the mic guy. I think he right? should, like yeah. he's exactly he, what they if, want. If Austin has to wrestle, that must happen. Nice, not a bad choice because he saw it in the ring, so it wouldn't be horrible. And then also the the promo work, I think, would be. He is would be a sports entertainer, in my opinion. He's good enough in the ring. He's not like a. No, I think he could totally carry like a title run or something. I do too. Yep. Like um, I don't know. I think they should give him something. Me too. Um, I guess that's it for our high it. spots and wrestles. So we'll move into the final segment. You said you got a little bit to talk bit. about from the world of figures and figuring it out with Jack. <laughs> Go right ahead, sir. Uh, the only thing I found that was notable was they put out uh, different images for the uh, Supreme Series Three Lucha Bros, which is the ones with the where you can take with the butterfly joints, you can take it the arms. And yeah. They usually come with multiple pants, but I don't think they're doing that here because I think, I feel like with the mask, it doesn't work as well, especially with Penta because he's got the top bit too. So they don't, they don't have the alternate legs, but they got like their entrance stuff and whatever. So it's from the cage match, you know, when they had like the cool attire and they had the big headdresses and the varsity looking jackets. Yeah, I do. So they had that. I feel like this would be a good blood and guts figure though for the pen. They should do like this 
same figure, obviously not with the butterfly joints, but for Penta with in the Blood and Guts series, because remember he bled, bled like a crap ton. He sure did. And his mask was like like that's literally the picture on the back, like his mask is all red. Like they should that should be in another figure in of itself, the bloody version. But so they have both of those, they look really cool. Um they got the jackets and then obviously the interchangeable arms for the jackets. And I think each of them has like four heads. And I like Phoenix because the kick pads are kind of white. I think they both have tag belts and they look nice. Nice. So I'll get those because they look nice. Yeah, they're never a never a dull figure, those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is it. That was quick. All right, well, that's bringing us to the end of a large episode 138. Thanks for taking any time to listen to us talk about the world of wrestling. If you want to contact us, fnswrestling at gmail.com will come to me fns underscore wrestling underscore podcast on instagram we'll go to that guy over there love any feedback what'd you think about the wrestling you watched this week is there something you'd like us to cover we're still thinking about an episode during our march break if we uh get around to it so keep an eye out for that if you are on march break like us i hope you enjoy it and stay safe and do something fun we'll definitely see you back here for episode 139 next saturday and until then take care